Welcome to the Just Weaves podcast. I am your host, Onimaru, and I am joined by the anime mosaic queen herself. <laughs> Shocking. Hey, glad and to be back. Yeah. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> no, thank you for having me back. So today's episode, you know, we've advertised it as the three by three, you know, anime showdown. And to give like context for that, as of last week's stream and kind of over the course of these live streams I've been doing, I've been trying to, I don't know why I chose to do it this way, but maybe because I was curious, but I was trying to complete um, all of my complete, complete my list of completed anime on Mal. Um, and once I finished that, I was going to select what were my top 10 favorites. It was like a search for my favorites. So as of um, last week, I uh, got to my completed list, which was 498. And this week it's 500, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I got it to 500. Um, so I could even pull it up on the screen here. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So right here, see, I got proof. 500 and uh just ignore these last two which are really really short one minute things that uh they count though i remember <laughs> the nisekoi monogatari like it was like almost like a trailer or something when that came out that was really cute i think yeah. people like that i mean i never watched it and i watched both shows so i'm like yeah. oh i need to watch this so yeah. it counts um so i got to 500 anime and then uh this week has just been it's been tough i've had to to figure out those favorites but before we get into that, before we get into the, the main part of this, the part that you're here for, and don't tune out, please. I actually like want to talk about like three by threes, like, because I didn't really know the concept before I started this. Like, I, I think I'd seen them around, but I, I don't know, like, I guess to make it simple, like Shaw, can you, to <laughs> the viewers that don't know, explain what three by threes are? Yeah, sure. So, um, three by threes. Threes are short for saying, you know, three boxes by three boxes. So it's essentially a photo collage of eight pictures that are commonly used in the anime community to showcase your favorites. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know who, who was the first three by three. -er. I have no idea. But I do think um, even back since when I was uh, frequenting Reddit back in like 2015, it was a way for people to kind of like highlight and showcase their favorites. And, you know, it's a bit more fun to showcase a visual medium in a visual way, especially when you can use like really cool pictures, fan art, or um, like, you know, actual screenshots from the show to showcase your favorites. So I've just kind of always known them as part of the community as a way to showcase your favorites. And I think they translate really well, especially to like Twitter, Reddit, as I said, you know, even uh, I think on 4chan, there's a lot of 4chan threads where people will just be like, oh, yeah, post your favorite anime three by threes. And it's always cool because you can uh, say you have like eight shows that everyone recognizes. And then you have that ninth show that no one knows. And you see a cool shot from that. You'll be like, oh, hey, like, what's that from? And someone will be like, oh, yeah, this is from like Monogatari. And then you could say, oh, like, is that a cool show? And it kind of sparks interest in other series, you know. And I think it's kind of a really cool way just to showcase the different series in the medium while also putting like nine things you really like all in the same picture. And it's kind of fun to look at. So how does the, uh, like, how does the, so I guess they've been around for a while. We don't know where yeah. it started. That's before, not, that's fine. Before our time, you know, before our time. the ancient legends. But like, so 
how does the community feel like about three bar threes? Is it like kind of like a rite of passage? Is it kind of <laughs> done by everyone? Is it more like, you know, only certain people do them and other people are like, okay, here's another person with the three by three. Yeah. So you definitely get those. Um, we got, when I posted that, I tried to like hype up our fight, you know, like boxers do try and hyping up the fight. I tried to be, yeah, yeah. This is on pay-per-view guys. You get the free program, free preview. Um, yeah. So there's definitely like anti three by three people, which is like a very extra perspective in my opinion. Like I understand not wanting to see people spam pictures all the time, but when you consider how much shit gets spam on a regular basis, I think like, pretty pictures is like not that offensive compared to half of the shit we see all the time. But you do get some people who are kind of like overwhelmed with the three by threes. But I would say the majority of people really enjoy them. I think what happens is um, you don't make a three by three. You see everyone else make them and you're like, man, I don't like that. Then you finish something you really like and you're like, okay, I think I have enough for a three by three. You make your own share it and then get like feedback on it and then you're kind of addicted to it like i think once you do it yourself and realize how fun it is then you kind of like warm up to it and i've seen people go from like anti three by three then they make one love it make 20 and then they're (laughs) like oh yeah i love these things because it's really fun it's fun to put multiple things you like in the same spot and look at it and be like oh yeah this is just like my favorites this is me I mean, it is, it is, you know, this was my first time ever doing one and it is mm-hmm. convenient, you know, to yeah. have once it's done, like yeah. the process was not, yeah. <laughs> it was not, it was not fun. Um, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know. It was, it was difficult to like picture, like pick a shot that wasn't just like the cover, like, yeah. like promo shot of the show and to like find the good shot and that's not overused either yeah. and to just put yeah. it on there. Um, but are you one of those that have done like 20 or 30? Uh, oh, I've done, I've, I've made hundreds. I think it's not an exaggeration to say I've made hundreds because um, not even just recently, because back when I was using Reddit a lot, there would be a, like three by three Thursday and my yeah. friend uh, Smurf would run it and it would be a weekly thread and he'd come up with a different topic each week, which was really fun. So it would be like, instead of just favorite anime or like favorite characters or waifus, it would be like, favorite characters whose names start with the letter R. So then you think of like nine characters whose names start with R and you put those together or like favorite superpowers. And I think it's like a really fun exercise because outside of favorite anime or favorite characters or favorite opening, you know, things you kind of commonly think about. It's cool when you have to think back to all the different series you've seen and be like, okay, how many characters do I like whose names begin with R? And then it kind of pulls on like, all of the different series you've seen and you might be like oh maybe for example i'm sure a lot of people remember this like oh yeah i watched black lagoon i love revy you know i haven't thought of black lagoon in like a year but because of this topic i'm like oh yeah i loved revy she was really fun badass like let me put her on there and then it's kind of bringing up positive memories you used to have that you might not have thought of on an everyday basis yeah it's definitely like similar to the mal experience which you're you're keeping track like there's a lot of upfront work but then you like kind of like kind of watching anime seasonally and just seasonally and just going forward through the motions, you kind of forget a lot of these little details, but when you're forced to kind of put them down, it's like, Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, I don't remember. I didn't remember that. Or that's nice. You know, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you get to appreciate it once it's done, but yeah. um, I don't think I was ever drawn to them because full disclosure, I hate collages, <laughs> like not, not looking at them, you know, the, looking yeah. at them is pretty, but 
doing them. Like whenever like an art class, you know, the assignment for the week, they'd bring up, oh, hey, it's collages. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, Jesus, no. I, I think when you have too much, it can be frustrating. I think when you have too much, but like when you get a focus, like say you have a topic, like favorite yeah. anime, you have nine pictures. You don't have to go like digging through magazines to find the different like, you know, lettering or pictures. Because yeah. I remember those collages and I'd be like, okay, I just don't want to deal with this. But yeah. when it's a focused topic and you only have like, so many things to pull from. I think it makes it a bit more fun, but I do like, I do like three by threes as a like almost artistic person. And you're gen definitely like an actual artistic person. So I think since you're on that level of like actually being artistically talented, it might just be like too frustrating for you because you're too talented. No, no, so. <laughs> no, don't spin it that way. It is. No, it's it is. Cause I'm like, okay, I can't draw these pictures. So I might as well take other drawings that people have made and put them all together. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just like, you know, thanks for the setup. I'll just spike with this three by three made of other people's actually talented drawings. Oh, I could see. I could not. I could see like that line of thinking because uh -huh. I did always prefer drawing. Like like I was like, yeah. you know, free drawing session in art class was the best. You know, you could draw whatever. But collage was like, uh, I'm not cutting stuff out of a magazine. But I know. But digital digital is easier. The fact that you can digitally pull pictures and not have to go through magazines that you know that's it's not as hard but yeah. you know i don't know this this yeah. whole i think it is you're just actually too talented i think that's the problem stop it it's true uh, i think i think like what so back to so let's let's get into this this yeah. specific showdown that we're having which part of me didn't feel like I don't know. Maybe you can elaborate more on it because I'm, I'm new to yeah. this scene. I just didn't think it fully made sense to have a competition between two people's three by threes just because no, like my we thought is. No, need to hype up the episode. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. But, <laughs> way, to, way to ruin the marketing, Onimaru. Oh, sorry. This uh, is like a... No, no, it was me. Uh, no. But no, like, is that normally done? Do people normally compare each other? There's three by threes? No? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think because they like, might compare it to their how old can you compare favorites. people's favorites you know you're yeah. like your favorites suck <laughs> yeah especially when we have like similar favorites like we pretty much like every show we've seen in the other person so i mean we're definitely like if anyone's going to war over favorites it should not be us it should be us and people who have completely different favorites who yeah. feel very differently about series yeah but I mean, like the only other way I could see it being a competition is if it's based on the mosaic itself, not yeah. the favorites in them. Like, you know, the color yeah. coordination and all that stuff, which I saw Shaw's really good at. I was like, <laughs> I was like, nope. There's actually yeah. like a semi funny background because so I use three by threes as like a umbrella term for anime mosaics. But um, a lot of times I, I also make like, uh, I like making bigger ones too. Like I made a big seven by seven, which sounds obnoxious, especially if you just made a three by three and the idea of making a seven by seven might be like, okay, you need to stop. Like you need to get a job, touch grass, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was really fun because I saw someone who made one for all of their favorites. So it's essentially like, it's essentially a top 50, but it's 49 because, you know, seven times seven. So that's a lot. They, yeah, it's a lot. But like when you've seen a lot of anime, it's kind of cool to be like, OK, I've seen these shows. Now I don't have to leave stuff off because I know that you had to leave some off. And you're probably like, OK, I really like this show almost as much as my ninth show. I don't want to leave that off. So you just like yeah. open up the gates and make a lot more. And this other person, I think their username is Hickey. I think 
H H I K I, not like you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a you know, it's a weeb hickey, it, not like physical hickey. So it's, it's bad that the first thing I thought of was hickey from Oregaidu or my teen romantic comedy. Snapple. No, that's good. That's good. That's the level we want to be on, not the degenerate level. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you can tell this is just weebs. Um, so they made a like almost like a color themed one. So they had different quadrants that were made of different colors, and then. I ripped them off wow. and I, yeah, so I ripped them off, but I like credited them. Cause I'm like, yo, I didn't come up with this. This is a cool idea. I made that. That one got, did like very well. And I was, I'm still surprised that people like are super into them. I'm still surprised at that, but that one did really well. And then in a really cool turn of events after tons of people made their own, then uh high dive, the company, the streaming service made their own of their own anime. So I was like, we, as the Mosaic community got a corporate Twitter account to make a seven by seven of their favorite anime. Love so, that. So not only are you guys part of Annie Twitter, you are a subdivision, the <laughs> Mosaic community of yeah. Annie Twitter. I'd say, yeah, kind of like very unofficially because yeah. anyone can join it. You make one, you're part of it. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're there. It's I the mean, most there, accepting there, community. I actually need to know. I'm curious. Are there yeah. Mosaic elitists? Are there like, you know, oh, you've only there made is, yeah. You've only made one mosaic. I, on the other hand, have made 500 and yours does not touch uh, mine. <laughs> no, funny enough, there's, um, there is like a period where I guess we had like, okay, it's like so joking because it's just like essentially, you know, our friend group on Twitter. Like you've interacted with these people. It's not like, you know, we're not talking about like the super, super untouchable people of Twitter. I don't even know who those I'm people I'm talking would to be. one of them, by the way. No, <laughs> no. Um, so it was, we had like the big four of Mosaic Twitter, which I like the idea of, cause I always like, you know, elite four, like, you know, in Pokemon and like kill yeah. a kill where you have those. I think that's really funny. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, so we had the elite four of Mosaic Twitter. I don't even know who the whole group would be, but it's essentially me and uh, my friend Fume. She is on the, uh, Kagi, uh, podcasting is war podcast she has the kaguya profile picture we both have made probably the most mosaics and she's definitely a lot more critical of them than i am she has like criteria that she likes when she sees people and she you know she's really complimentary towards others but she's also like hey you could have used this shot you could have done this and i'm like N i'm good fam just like <laughs> Pretty pictures, whatever. You're just like, like I, I'm I glad care. you did one. That's it. You know, you That's, get, yeah, I'm, you get I'm the, a the, the award for just trying. Yeah, I'm like the kindergarten teacher of mosaics, like gold stars for everyone that's, if you make them. That's pretty funny. So you're no yeah. longer the uh, anime mosaic when you're just the kindergarten teacher of mosaic. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is it when like Simone like goes from like the leader and then he becomes like a normal person and he's teaching the kid how to like open a coconut at the end? That's me. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I have to I have to shout out this comment in the in the chat from Maz Mozilla Fennekin. Uh, you know, he uh, said you could say that <laughs> F is more critical than others. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, like and they're dating, of course, so that's really funny. But yeah, she's she's definitely a lot more critical. I definitely get where she's coming from with that. Um, like sometimes I'll criticize people's in my head, but at the end of the day, it's like a photo mosaic with anime pictures so like yeah. unless someone's asking me what i think of theirs i'm not gonna like come at them and be like you know color scale not that good i'm not gonna throw shade last question on this and then we'll yeah. i promise i promise chat we're gonna get into this um with with a fury mm -hmm. um do you think i guess two two-part question do you think doing an anime mosaic trying one uh is important or 
or maybe secondary part of that question, do you think figuring out your favorites, which is, goes into that, mm -hmm. is important? I mean, it's like kind of in the eye of the beholder, you know, like if you really value the media and you like talking about your favorites and you like kind of thinking about what makes it important to you, then I think it's important. But I'm never going to tell someone like you need to make an anime mosaic or like you need to figure out your favorites. It's just something I very much enjoy. I've always enjoyed like making top 10 lists, kind of, you know, putting them all kind of to war in my head over like, which series do I like more than others? You know, I hear people be like, it's like choosing between my kids. I'm like, yeah, I'm choosing between my kids every day. I'm going to do it. But because yeah. they're not actually kids, they're just TV shows. But I always think it's interesting to kind of see like, what do I value the most? What do I enjoy the most? What makes this show more important to me than this other series? And that's something I also can appreciate with like anime mosaics where like, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. I'm like, this picture is just my, you know, experience with anime in a picture in one picture, like hundreds and hundreds of hours of watching shows. This is like the end game. This is what I've come up with. So it's important to me. I don't think it's important to everyone, but if it is something that you think would be important to you, I would definitely recommend giving it a shot. Okay. And uh, like the whole picking your favorites, that's just, that's hard. I don't even know why I did this. I was like legit tempted to do what I've been doing for like the past few years, which is just list Evangelion nine times. You, know? you should do that. They probably have so many spinoffs. You could do it like probably Evo. the rebuilds, everything. Uh, yeah. But anyways, I've seen that done. yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, it was hard to commit. And also like kudos to, cause I did see some other mosaics while I was researching this, this stuff for a little bit. And people either have a good eye or find really good screenshots that I, mm -hmm. that's the other thing. It makes you appreciate certain scenes that, you know, you were watching in motion and kind of like, it just went by quick, but then yeah. you freeze frame on, it's like, oh, that had a really good shot. Where is that from? What episode was that from? It's yeah. definitely made, the process overall has definitely made me appreciate um, color design, composition, and just general, like, you know, art design in general. Because a lot of that is lost on me because I'm like blind half the time. So like, being able to go through a series and be like, this has like a lot of really good standalone shots. And I know how it looks in motion, but like all of these standalone shots are like really impressive and it helps me appreciate it more retroactively. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm slowly, slowly gaining that appreciation, but I don't want to hold it up any longer. I think I need, I think we need to get into the showdown. What do you guys the think? The showdown. Which we've revealed is not much of a showdown. It's yeah, just, I mean, like, I mean, there's a little bit of beef there. We gotta, we gotta hash we do this have out. Beef. <laughs> talk about our favorites. So, without further ado, um, this past week, I, Onimaru, made a three by three, <laughs> and it was fucking hard. <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> Between picking between, between, between your favorites and like trying to come up with an order and um and uh that like that was the probably the hardest part and then the second part was uh finding um the 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 shots that weren't overused you know yeah uh, let's get right into it so so let's let's take a look at Shaw's first and you're about to witness uh gloriousness no. here we go this was Shaw's mosaic this was pretty fun this was fun um so i did have i don't know if this counts as being sneaky about it but like when i w got to like um by the time i got to fmab in the top 
right corner. Oh, I guess I'll just I'll say the shows first because we will have people listening to this. Okay, so in my three by three, I put my number one anime in the center, and that's going to be Steins Gate. Um, then number two is in the top left corner, and then it kind of goes down in subsequent order. So number two is Hunter Hunter. Number three is High Q. Number four is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, five, Ping Pong the Animation. Six is Gintama. Seven is Monster. Eight is Maru Penguin Drum. And then nine is Promare. And the secret uh, honorable mention that couldn't make it because it's number 10 and there's only nine spots is Cowboy Bebop. So might be a bit sacrilegious to be leaving that one off. But no, it is there in spirit, even though I it's mean- not showing up. I think your taste already makes Mal pretty proud. So I think, <laughs> I think you're good. Mal top 100. Mal top 10 represented. Don't worry. Everyone was worried it would not be represented. And of course it is here. Um, this was fun to make though. I kind of realized by the time I got to Gintama, I think actually that I unintentionally had like kind of a color thing going on where the center with Steinsgate, it was actually taken from the OVA um, with Okabe and Kurisu at Sunset. So it's got that like sunset vibe. And then I got in the corner, Full Metal Alchemist has a picture of Edward, Al, um, Granny, and Winry when like they set their house on fire, kind of them being like, okay, no turning back. Then the Hunter Hunter shot I used was during the Netro and Muruim fight. And it's not on fire, but it is hot fire of a fight. And it has the same kind of color scheme. And then the monster shot is the classic Johan in front of the fire. I think this is either him at the um, one of the important houses. I don't know the name and I don't want to spoil, but Johan in front of the fire in the library is one of the most like iconic turning points of the series. And then Promare is literally about firefighters. So I got more fire going on. And then I realized that the other shots I wanted to use all had some white in them. So you got Haikyuu where it's the crowning of the king from season four. Ping Pong the animation where the hero is saving someone. So that symbolism has a lot of white. Um, The Gintama one is a Gintoki flashback that I will not spoil because it's a big deal. But that's like, I think half of that episode was in black and white. And then Penguin Drum has some crazy shit going on that I will not reveal because it's both hard to explain and spoil. So kind of intentional color scheme, but not, but it kind of came about organically. Hmm. It was like there's like some 5D chess level of thought <laughs> in these shots. Like my my turn is just going to be embarrassing explaining no, how no. I went into it because like you definitely uh, brought out like drew so much attention. Like so basically you picked your shots less about like meaning and more about sort of the theme you kind of selected that you wanted to bring out that, you know, fiery color and make the others um, sort of white to make them stand out. Kind of a bit of both. I wasn't going to pick something that was like a part of the series I wasn't engaged with. It was both of all of them had like some aspect of the series. Um, like the middle column all kind of highlights like dynamics between two people. Cause like, you know, in Steinsgate, the main dynamic between Okabe and Kurisu is really like what makes it a favorite for me. Just like the dynamic between Hinata and Kagiyama is kind of like the emotional essence of the series. So I wanted to bring that out. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a mix of both. But I do think, like, a lot of the series here aren't my number one favorite aspects of the series, but they all, like, have some meaning to it. Okay. You mean the scenes? The scenes the aren't scenes, your number yeah. one favorite? Yeah. 
Got it. Yeah, because I was like questioning, like, oh, why did she she pick that shot of Johan? Like, what's the significance? But yeah. my my dumbass didn't realize the fire theme. Yeah, <laughs> the flame. I'm like, no, oh. that was no, yeah. that was like that was kind of like a last minute. Like, oh wait, I could just do fire shots. Yeah, that works. So, but the okay. yeah, Johan is essentially the appeal to monster for me. Like, there are other aspects. It's not just Johan, but like, if I'm going to talk about monster, there has to be a shot of Johan. I mean, yeah, he is pretty yeah. Uh, important. Yeah, yeah. And the Netaro shot is just badass in its own yeah. right. That whole sequence was just awesome. Is that your favorite part of Hunter Hunter or no? Um, if I was going to just choose my favorite scene, it would be that scene where Gon confronts Pito. Like that's okay. my favorite scene, possibly. That, that's my, my favorite, favorite scene. So yes, we would. I think we talked about this, and I was so excited because a lot of people kind of overlook that in the like top tier episodes, and I'm like, no, this is on the same level as like. The heights I, of the series. I actually felt pretty basic because like that is one of my favorite scenes and I feel like that's an easy favorite for people. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's you no, we're just enlightened. They just can't get on our <laughs> level. But um what I do have like four episodes from Hunter Hunter that I think are like that goat tier. It's 116, which is the gone scene we like. This is 126, which is the Murum Netro fight. Then there's 131, which is the Gone versus Pito fight, and then yeah. there's 135, which is um Murum and Kogami. Ko- Kamugi. Kamugi. Yeah, so. I remember that episode. I don't remember all yeah. the, it's been a long time since I watched them, but I don't remember the exact episode numbers, but I do really enjoy, and it's not my favorite episode, but I enjoy the fight that Knuckle has during the Chimera yeah. Antark. It's just so good. I love his power a lot. He's just, it's just such a troll power. He like, I he's love like, it. He's like smart Kuwabara. It's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he so is. Delinquents are the best. Um, yeah. yeah. So I love that too, but this is my favorite fight in anime. So, I mean, might as well. And I just love the imagery of this, like the symbolism, like yeah. everything going on. It just like looks dope. I'm surprised you uh, didn't use the, the, the scene where he does the, the heart. Oh, I love that too. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one. I just use that so often, but yeah. that's actually just been like, I mean, I just love that shot and that philosophy in general. I don't know about you, but as I get older, I find like gratitude as a response to things has become more of like more of a natural response to me, but maybe I'm just going to look like Netro in like a year or so. Uh, you know, I'm definitely, uh, you know, uh, cause I'm old now, but I've definitely, uh, I've, I've adopted that mindset a lot more recently. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is overlooked, but it's, it yeah. really does well for your mental health. It does. Um, and just yeah. life in general, it's good to be grateful. Um, do you want to get into why our favorites are our favorites yet? Or do you want to just hop to mine, talk about it and then, which do you want? What do you prefer? Because I could go either way. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get to mine. Let's yeah. talk about the atrocity. I'm excited. It's uh, not an atrocity. <laughs> this is like, so. Sad. You were like you were like I'm looking forward to seeing yours. And after I saw yours, I was like, oh, I don't know what you're looking forward to. No, okay, yours is so good. I don't. <laughs> no, think... it's okay. Let's let's no, get it's to good. it, guys. Okay. Are you ready? I'm excited. Let's let's do mine. Let's go. So, this these are my favorites. These are um, good. These are good though. So first off, you already have me beat because you have Evangelion on it. So we don't need like you're already there. Well, I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not ashamed of my favorites. I'm just like I know my my mosaic game isn't there. There was no uh, <laughs> there was no high level thinking here. Um, so but it's your first one. This looks a lot better than my first mosaic. Yeah. So, so from yeah. from the middle, uh, and then the chat can weigh in. Um, from the middle, I have Evangelion. Um, I know, I know this one the is the, the controversial one. <laughs> uh, I have number two in the top left is Your Name, 
feel about that as, as you may, you know, take it, take it as you will. Uh, number three is Mob Psycho 100. Number four is Monogatari, like the whole series. Um, five is Haikyuu, uh, which is in the middle row. Um, six is Kaguya. Seven is World Trigger. Eight is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Part four, specifically part four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one, which I don't know if people recognized, uh, is from Shirobako. It's the, um, it was like a flashback to an anime that the, um, the, the old like studio had made. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where that scene is from. Um, and what I did here mostly, I, I don't know. I played with a, a bit of like stuff that was meaningful, but then just stuff that was just cool. So that's mm-hmm. kind of just my, my line of thinking. And I wanted to draw a lot of attention to my main favorite. So I kind of, that's why I picked, um, uh, the white, like kind of just yeah, minimalistic I like that. thing, because it's also from my favorite part of Evangelion, which is end Evangelion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that. I like both equally. So it's, it's both, but I thought that was, that scene would, I don't know. I just wanted to use that scene and then everything being kind of really colorful, kind of balanced out, uh, that, um, and then some of the other scenes were cor- sort of like, honestly, because I was running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, what's a moderately good shot that's not overused? And yeah. uh, the only one that I mailed it in for was uh, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure one. Cause that was oh, I from, like that. I like the shot. It's just from the opening. So I'm like, okay, everyone's probably used all these shots. Well, I love the openings for JoJo Part 4. And JoJo Part 4 has my favorite opening of all time. Great so, days. yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. Yes, of course. I, I wanted to use a shot from Great Days because it is my favorite opening, but... I felt like everything in there has been used. Uh, yeah. The only one I was, tr- the one I was actually initially using was the one at the end of the opening where everyone's uh, lifting their hands up into the sky and the clock is behind. Yeah, uh, I love that one. All of them. Love but that. it just, for some reason, it just wasn't coming out good. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. There, in your uh, defense, so you can't be too hard on yourself, doing square shots when, you know, most of the aspect ratios for the shows we're watching are like, what are they, like 1080? Like, yeah. Most of them are the They're aspect wide. ratio. Yeah, they don't always work. So it is really tough to find good shots that work as a square. Yeah, like I had to change quite a few shots I had picked out because it just didn't mm-hmm. work out as a, a square. So I was like, okay, yeah. all right, let me find something else. And I was trying to uh, not go through the uh, anime. I went to that site you told me yeah. and to find some screenshots, but they didn't have a lot of what yeah. uh, were my favorites. I'm like, shit. So I had to go through the anime and like, find the screenshot and I'm like, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> yeah. I think um, it's, I think it looks good though. I mean, I, th- I like your picks too. I think it's cool to see how many people would like actually rec- like, uh, recognize Shiro Bako. I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, just to answer Roger Smith, 2004, he asked, and as Chucky, yes, that is yeah. the, the anime from, uh, Shiro Bako. That that's, that, that's the one it's referencing. And then Tom says, I like the use of contrast with the Ava pick, but the JoJo pick for me stands out a bit too much. Cool selection, though. Yeah, I was debating. I, I thought, like, it might stand out as much as the mob one above, but it, it's probably a little more, a little a little over. Something, um, something I like doing that I think is, like, subtle, but not necessary. It's not, you don't need to. Um, Something I always kind of do subconsciously is I try and make the columns and rows kind of line up well. So... I like how Mob is in the center and he's like facing forward. So I've like something I might do is like if I'm using a JoJo pick, I know that there are a lot of shots of him facing forward, at least in the ending. So yeah. I would use a shot of him facing forward too, 
just to kind of okay. match up. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good thought. Yeah, so um, I get I get weirdly anal with some stuff where like if a character is facing a direction, I want them to be on like that side of it. Yeah, you know. Um. So yeah. So my thought process in picking these shots were a lot more specific. Uh, I like them. Me, the Ava was uh, like, as I said, and Evangelion and uh, meaningful sort of shot to me, just that I want to represent that movie. Um, and I wanted to do the Stark kind of like the contrast. Uh, your name. Um, I did like the scenes towards the end, but I felt like I, I needed something with both of them in it. And yeah, because um, yeah. that was the heart of the, the film. Yeah. So that was my thought process. And I also wanted to make use of Makoto Shinkai's beautiful backgrounds, which is yeah, also gorgeous. serving as my background right now. Yes. Um, Always gorgeous. Uh, Mob, I did want to get something with Reagan in there, but mm -hmm. it has so many good shots. I love a lot of the shots mm -hmm. in Mob with the changing of art styles, the mm -hmm. contrast with the black and white and the color. But I just happened to find this one. And I do, I do think Mob is the heart of the show. So yeah. I was like, that that works. Um, Monogatari, this one is from Nisei. And, you know, I don't like to rep Nisei too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this was just more for time. Um, I was like, well, you know what? I, that's like the only scene I recalled, which had like really good shots for some reason, which, yeah. which is this scene from the beginning of Nisei where uh, Senju Gohara has Araragi captive. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this. You know, I'm glad that it, we can agree the heart of Monogatari is Senjo dominating Araragi. Pretty I think much. That's what we're here for. And also, I was like, it is symbolic too, in a way. I'm like, he, his arms like outstretched like that. He does look like he's doing like a kind of crucifix pose because he has a martyr yep. complex. Mm -hmm. And we have to keep him trapped because he needs to learn. And that's the heart of Monogatari. Uh, Monogatari. You added so much more meaning to that in a very impressive way. That was uh, 200 oh, IQ. Overthink. Uh, no, that's good. Uh, and then Haikyuu. Uh, Love the shot. That shot. I think that's overused, but um, probably. But it's for good reason. For but a very good reason. It represents my ideal, like for the what I love about the show. The whole, yeah. the, you can't, we can't do this alone. It's all about mm -hmm. the teamwork. Haikyuu just does it so well. And mm -hmm. that shot was the culmination of all of that. Yeah. Um, Especially the third years supporting the first years. Cause we have like so many talented first years in the show. And this was when like the pressure of the situation was getting to the first years. And this was like the third years. And I think Tanika like, the senpai stepping in to like ease the burden. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. For the audio listeners, uh, the shot I'm talking about is if you've watched Haikyuu, the end of season three, when they're all trying to lift up um, Ushiwaka, uh, you know, in the, well, in the, the in final rally, vision. I think. Yeah. So it's the purple shot. I think it's in the final rally, which is, yeah. you know, it's Haikyuu does a lot of like symbol, symbolic shots, even if it's not like, you know, it's not just like the bird flying or, you know, the different animal mascots. This one was definitely like a, a dramatization of the final rally in a really cool way. Yeah. So I thought that shot's important. Um, Kaguya was sort of just, again, same thought with your name. Like it needs to have both of them. And I thought like, hey, this is a cute shot and represents Great. what I love about the show, which is their dynamic with each other. Mm -hmm. They're so cute. Um, World Trigger. Uh, I just want a really cool shot because um, as I've mentioned in my video for it, at this first season, the adaptation of the first season wasn't that great. The art didn't look mm -hmm. that great. And season two just fixes so much and it looks so good Yeah. Uh, that I wanted to present it in the best light. That's kind of it. So that's from season two, which is awesome. That's dope. Um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. 
I think just, you know, really good shot of Josuke. I love Josuke. I feel like he's definitely the heart of the show. So mm-hmm. that's kind of works off of Mob there. And the color design is a huge appeal of part four. It's very color colorful. It has a different color design than any other part. And I think um, the aesthetic is a huge part of the appeal for it. Oh, yeah. That's part of why I really love Mob 4. Uh, Mob 4. JoJo Part 4. <laughs> Mob uh, Part 4. And then the last one, uh, and this was a toss-up because my my honorable mention that I, that's not on here is Hoseki no Kuni or the English mm. title Land of the Lustrous. Yeah. Um, it was between that and Shirobako. And then I just... Shirobako just edged it out because yeah. the reason I picked this scene is because I remember when I was watching Shirobako that was airing back in 2015 every week and it was it was tough it was like it felt like I was trudging through it because it was just painful like how many frustrating mm-hmm. things were happening in show for the yeah. studio and stuff like that and I'm like oh this is rough but like there was something about it that appealed to me like you know kind of getting an insider like perspective into what the actual anime industry is like and it's tough and also kind of questioning like dreams and all that stuff and whatever but we'll get into that a little more but pretty much this scene is like the one that really stayed with me like like just resonated with me where everything like in the show kind of came together and like was like this makes all this work worth it so 100 percent. that's why i felt like i had to pick that scene and also it's not overused so i was like all right i don't I run the risk of people not knowing what it is, but, you know, and that was it. I think that's awesome. Um, Shiro Bako is an amazing show that I am sad to see not be remembered as much as other, some let it, we'll say, hidden gems, so to speak. Like, yeah. it was really popular back in 2015 and 2016 when everyone was like, hey, like, watch this series. It's really good. It shows the anime industry. It shows the process of making an anime and the frustrations, like, you know, everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, Shirobako is just an amazing show. But I'm disappointed that the community hasn't been mentioning it as much, even though the movie is, I think, at least out in Japan or will be coming out. Well, it came out. Uh, and Did the it reason, come out? Okay. Yeah, like it came out sometime last year, right before the pandemic or around mm-hmm. the pandemic in, in Japan. And I, I think that's why it became relevant again in my head, because yeah. I think I'd also... I vaguely remember it, but I really wanted to watch the movie and I heard the movie wasn't as good. So my yeah. excitement sort of died. Um, but I think the other reason it's not like, I don't know, it's not like a really flashy show. A lot of people don't remember yeah. it. Maybe a lot of people didn't get past the first 10 episodes. I remember someone commenting to me like, eh, it was kind of hard to watch. So, you know, there's that. Um, it's kind of, I mean, I it was one of the first, um, I'll say it's not a full slice of life, but, you know, I'll say first grounded drama workplace situation shows I've seen. And I thought it was consistently engaging. Um, yeah. So I will dis- respectfully disagree with that person. But I think it's like, I think it also, I could see why you'd put it over Hoseki no Kuni, which is just like the first season, because it also does feel like a nice, complete story. You know, you don't need a movie. It's like that was, a full experience. That was part of the reason, too, because, again, mm-hmm. I love something that I've. I, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but the reason why like Hoseki no Kuni kind of matches some of the stuff on here is that a lot of what appeals to me about it, besides it being emotionally resonant, is that mm. Hoseki no Kuni is just, you got to admit, the CGI or, or 3D, I don't know the right term here, but it's yeah. just super impressive. It's like the first anime that I've ever seen nail it. Yeah. And it just enhances the whole experience so much. Yeah. But I was like, but it's not a complete story. Like it's not, yeah. the adaptation doesn't complete it. And Meanwhile, Shirobako did. So I'm like, all right, you know, yeah. 10. 100%. Um, yeah. And so let's see. 
So this is uh let's get into wait, hold on, I'm not clicking the right screen. Uh that's both of them. Look side how by pretty side. they look together. This looks awesome. I love the colors. Because I have so much like orange and red in mine, and you have a lot of like blue and purple, so they essentially match. Yeah. Yeah. I put them uh both together here. And so we did we did go to war. Uh we, we did, did have a Twitter poll to determine <laughs> who had the better favorites, you know, and you know, I can't even call it a competition. This was a blowout. I Okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this is like I feel like this isn't fair though. Like I think this is just like not fair because mine is obviously because I think a, I'll just say a few more people saw my tweet compared to yours. Possibly, but I was tagged, so you know, and you did say peep his then mine. I did, but you don't know if they'll they'll follow those instructions. But it's okay. I but do. I, I think people I, I was would happy know with different. the result because mm -hmm. I didn't expect to win coming in. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't expect to win because uh, I thought like World Trigger and Shirobako not being yeah. an image that people would pick up on was from it. Uh, we're gonna be like the the things that were gonna end up bringing me down. But mm -hmm. as, a, as a good Samaritan commenter let me know, uh, he commented on the tweet <laughs> and he said, you lost because of your name, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Thank you. So I think it was your name that was my, my downfall. But I was happy with the results because at first, I think I only had one vote. Um, it was like, you were like at 90 something percent and I was like at I saw 10%. That. And my fiance was like, yeah, I voted for you. I'm like, thank you. You're, you're <laughs> the one vote. The, the real one. <laughs> That's actually really cute. That's like, you know, soulmate, waifu, you know. The the number one fan in my one. corner. Like, That's so I cute. Lose. I don't think my fiance would vote for mine. I mean, I don't, he'd be like. Twist, I, twist, he voted for me. Yeah, I bet he did. He probably would. If he had a Twitter, he'd probably vote for yours. He'd be like, uh, yeah, bye. So yeah. at least you got that covered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone like likes to point out, you know, I got wrecked. No one watched World Trigger though. I know that, yeah. I do think that is a thing. You do where, have a bigger presence in any yeah, Twitter. I, mean, I don't that's think true. I don't. I do think that's a huge bias towards it. So I think if you asked, let's say, let's say we rolled up to 4chan, didn't use our names, just listed the shows. I think you would get a lot more votes and it would be, I think you might either win or it would be 50, 50. I don't really mind to be honest. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, maybe. Cause I do have like, I think some general favorites in here besides world trigger and stuff like that. But like, I think the big part of this while I was picking my favorites was cause I could have easily like rolled up my Mal top 100. Cause there was a few that I was like, cause mm -hmm. okay. So full disclosure, some of these on my three by three, according to my scoring system, which I haven't fully figured out. Some of these are a nine. And yeah. That's I have, interesting. I have some tens like Monster, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood that aren't on here. You and just mailed them off to me. You're like, yo, I don't, I got these tens. I don't know what to do with them. I was like, okay, I'll put them on mine. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was just like, you know, I don't want to put them on my, um, my list uh, because like, I don't want to feel like, like, I, I guess the wording is, like, I want to find favorites that are my favorites, no matter yeah. what other people say, because like there is that temptation to be like, well, you know, this isn't a 10 or, you know, this isn't a nine or it's not any full metal alchemist brotherhood. But it's like, yeah, but that's what other people think. You know, yeah. the whole point is that you find favorites that you can stand by and you feel right about, like 100%. love Hunter Hunter, love full metal alchemist brotherhood, love um, 
monster. But for some reason, like when I think about them, and again, I don't know if this is the right approach. Maybe there isn't, maybe it is a personal thing. There's no right, right answer. I do. I don't feel emotionally attached to them. I don't mm-hmm. feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like they're my favorites. I feel like they're, yeah. they're really good representations of the medium of what the medium can achieve. And I totally agree with that. Like mm-hmm. at one point during my existential crisis of over what favorites I should pick or what order I should have them in, my fiance suggested, well, why don't you, you know, uh, treat it like you're, you're like a, like a mob boss. And if you <laughs> watch this, like it, before they could enter your house, what would be your, like your 10 commandments of that. anime to watch? And I was like, okay, that's a great idea. I'm going to do just that. And I'm like, I actually don't care if people watch my favorites or not. Like I, I mm. would love it. I, you know, I'd recommend them, but I'd rather, like, I would always kind of stick by, you should watch Steins Gate, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, Monster, because those are just really good universal, like anime that most people can get into or just mm-hmm. should watch because they're really well-told stories. Yeah, so. I, I totally get that perspective. And I think that's really cool that you're like, these shows might be, better for someone to get into the medium but they're not they don't have that same impact on me which i think is really cool because i have kind of similar thoughts especially about something like uh like neon genesis evangelion just for full disclosure i think it's like 20th on my list you know i really like it but it doesn't quite crack the top 10 on my own list so it's but i do recognize it's like the most influential anime of all time you know like i just think that's like as close to a fact as you can get is that it's like one of, if not the most influential anime of all time. So if someone asked me, okay, your number one is Steins Gate, which is more influential or, or important, Steins Gate or Evangelion, I'd be like, oh, of course Evangelion is more important, like without a question. And if I was forced to pick like, hey, if you're going to show an anime film to someone who's not into anime, what would you pick? Like one of my favorite movies or your name, I'd be like, yeah, of course your name. Like, the success is already proven. So even if I don't have as large of a connection to something like your name, I could totally respect the accomplishments it's had both as a movie and for the medium. Like it's done so much. And I think it's interesting to kind of represent that, like, or interesting to articulate how like, these are my feelings and my reasons for liking something, but these series that are either not part of my favorites or aren't as high up in my favorites have their own special attributes that are praiseworthy. Yeah, no, I definitely think um, I like that. And I agree that Ava has been influential and all that stuff. Um, but I like to, you know, I like to know that that's not the reason why I like oh, it. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Always, no, no, I'm not saying that that's no, no, why I, you I, like I it. You're I'm just, it. Yeah. I just yeah, wanted yeah. to address it, but yeah, um, yeah. Because like, I, I think I, I definitely agree that um, Evangelion has been like really overrated and it feels overrated to some people. Um, and oh, I wouldn't agree with that either, but <laughs> but I understand I mean, your I mean, I, yeah. I, I get how it can feel overrated to many people that hear about it and people that swear by it. Um, but I still feel like everyone should watch Evangelion at least oh, once. Yeah. 100%. Uh, because I just feel like it's one of those shows and you can come away with it, like hating it, loving it, that's fine. I just think you should watch it. And that's kind 100%. of- 100%. There are some shows that are like independent of how you feel about it. I do think you should watch it. And I think there are just like some anime out there that exists that are like, yeah, you just, uh, you know, if you want to be invested in the medium, you want a good sense of the medium. These are the shows you got to watch, love them or hate them up to you. But like, these are the must watch series. Yeah. Yeah. And, and definitely with your name as well. Like, I think I mentioned this to Shah beforehand. Like the reason I came up with my list is just, 
I felt like very like, and I guess we can get into the the scoring thing too, because I was like, mm-hmm. you know, Shaw has a, a more uh, strict view of uh, tens that if it's yeah. if it's not a ten, <laughs> it should not be on here. And I was like, well, what if like I have some that are nines here, and I, there are some things that I appreciate, and I think storytelling wise, they're a ten. Um, but then the the argument can be like, well, how do you, how can you call it a ten mm-hmm. if it doesn't resonate with you to that level? that it would be that, you know, a 10 should be representative also of, of your like two cents mm-hmm. and how you feel about it. Not just, you know, oh, it's like really well told, but if it didn't connect with you, then how is it a 10? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's something I find kind of confusing because I'm never going to tell someone how their favorite should be. I think that's kind of like a dick move to be like, here's how I do my favorites. You should do the same. I just think it's illogical and makes no sense, but it is interesting to me from my perspective as someone who's like, okay, it's not, it can't be a favorite if I'm not going to give it a 10. I think they're kind of one in the same. So it is interesting to me to see people like yourself when you have something you're like, okay, it's a nine, but it's also a favorite over tens. That's what I find really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I still have to figure it out. So I, I, I decided to just not worry about scores. That's something yeah. I think this is an ongoing thing. The favorites mm-hmm. might change. The scoring might get uh, more more uh, defined because I think also I've internalized a lot of, um, you know, this is what great storytelling looks like. And yeah. Then, as opposed to, you know, what great storytelling looks like for me. And that, and like, there's, I think in my mind, there's like two categories of, you know, what I think is, uh, again, like I said before, great for the medium and, and really like, like something everyone would love, uh, like must watches, must watches for anime. And as opposed to just personal favorites and kind of how you define those, some people combine those and some people just, kind of keep them separate. Um, you know, I might end up going towards the latter, who knows? But what I, the, the reason I came up with this list, I was just like, the way I did it was just like, I'm not gonna worry about scores for now. I don't have this together. So I'm just gonna double down on what I feel. And I feel like your name's number two. I feel like Mob Psycho's three. I feel I like that. Monogatari's four, Haikyuu's five. And then so <laughs> <and so forth. laughs> yeah, always one. Yeah, so. I love that. Um, so did you want to go in? Because it is kind of like contingent on your mal arc. Did you want to go into like, how did you decide that like your name was going to be two? Because if it sounds like Ava has been with you for a while and you could go into that more too, but it sounds like it was like, you know, first spot was always a given. How did you come to the other ones? Uh, So, I mean, I could go into that, but again, it was there's no it's something i I need to probably develop there's no logical process here it was kind of just a feeling this this is another question this is what i do i think it's the equivalent of your fiance's like if you're a mob boss what do they got to do before entering the gate which is the best you know the best way i've heard of determining a favorites of all time so shout out to your fiance for being perfect as always (laughs) but (laughs) but here's what i do when i think of a show um this is kind this might be backwards and sound really weird but to me, when I'm going into a series, I'll say, okay, the limit is a nine. If it does nothing wrong in my head, it's a nine. You have to prove that you're a 10 by having at least one or multiple moments that have impacted me in a way that make me reconsider the medium storytelling or just emotional impacts that have like redefined my life and something that I value in a life. So it really is kind of like that bullshit thing you hear in college where it's like, you know, you can only get like an A minus, you have to earn an A, like that bullshit that teachers tell you to keep keep grades down, but yeah. it's kind of used for just, you know, personal categorization. And so 
when it comes to like each of my favorites, there's like one moment that they have that come to mind where I'm like, okay, this is when I made that connection or this is when it became next level or this is when it became a 10. And I have yeah. like in my head, like a mental list of every time it became that. So wow. I'm not sure if that is something you have. Like, is there a moment when your name mob or Monogatari became a favorite for you? Or was it more of like a holistic feeling? Uh, holistic for some, um, yeah. your name was kind of holistic. It all kind of came together because I, I base it on my, and again, it's probably, uh, you know, not the best move, but I base it on my initial viewing of it. I watched it at my local yeah. theater and I was just blown away. Like yeah. I didn't have, I've heard the problems people have had with it, but none of those, I didn't have any of those problems with mm -hmm. it. I thought the whole experience was just kind of like with the animation, with the scenery, with the story. It was what I like. It's what I look for. And it was just kind of magical. And I was like, hey, this is, this is really good. And that yeah. was kind of it. I had no problems with it. And I just was like, feeling wise, if I don't, if I don't break this down to a, a molecular level, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. I loved it. Uh, it was yeah. a good, good experience. Um, and mob i actually loved mob from season one uh i i really like liked the balance of humor mm -hmm. action the experimental kind of different dynamic animation um i love the the kind of introspective nature of it but like i think where mob definitively had to be a favorite was in season two uh especially like I did love the ending, but especially like towards the Reagan arc, like yeah. six or seven episode seven season two, that like amazing. It was it was that it was a combination of that, but also the scene in the first episode, uh, where like minor spoiler, uh, in season two, the first episode where Mob, um, picks up the 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 paper that yeah uh, papers that were torn up for this uh this girl that this school classmate and he kind of like brings them back. And it was like, I don't know, like the whole that theme was of the show really was encapsulated there. So I uh, love that. Yeah. Uh, Monogatari, definitely Monogatari, uh, second season, second series. Yeah. That's where, uh, specifically, uh, Subasa tiger. Um, oh, that was the one for you. Okay. Cause yes. there's like three arcs in second season where I could see it being like, yeah, this is the moment. Oh, well, um, Hitaki end is my favorite arc. Okay. Um, but Me too. Tsubasa tiger is like, and I don't want to get into it for people that yeah. haven't watched it or whatever, but like, uh, Hanekawa was not like one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I like, she, I like, you know, she was there. Um, but cause I still hadn't figured her out Yeah. and that arc, just the way it was done and everything just resonated so deeply. And it was just so good that I was like, yeah, this, this, this is awesome. This is, this is it. This is, yeah. And I guess the rest of second season, just being so good mm -hmm. kind of solidified, like, this is what I was waiting for. Yeah. Um, Haikyuu, I really don't think I need to explain Haikyuu too much. If you haven't watched <laughs> it, what are you doing? Don't don't wait for me to pitch it to you. Go watch it. Um, Haikyuu was good from season one. Uh, season two, phenomenal. Uh, it's a really hard toss-up for me between season two and season three. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah Haikyuu's just goaded. It's um, it. Peak fiction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think the moment where I guess it is, I think, either it's either season three and this scene, or or just the stuff in season three, maybe like when um I forget his name, glasses guy, yeah, Sukiyama finally gets into it. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, this series is so good. Yeah. Uh, or just any moment that Oikawa served 
That was oh my weird. gosh. When they, I think my, I think my moment, like I was on board for like all of it. But I think what really makes it is, um, do you remember the worthless pride scene? Like after he yeah. loses, and then Yusujima like talks to him about like after the match, and he's like, you know, you should have come to Shiratorizawa, and he. Like if you weren't so prideful and like trying to do it your own way, and it's and he's like, you better watch out for my worthless pride. And he has this like intense face, and I was like, that's my MC. He's not the MC, but he's my MC. Ushijima? No, um, Orikawa. Oh, oh sorry, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he's like glaring at him, like I was like, you had like you you've pinpointed that exact moment. It, um, yeah, it has been kind of meme. It's not like memes, but it, no, yeah, the you should come to Shiratorizawa. It's like a huge meme. But like yeah. that one scene, it just like so like perfectly encapsulates his character and why he's like so easy to root for. And yeah. that's when I was like, my goat, there it is. It's my quarterback. Um, oh, he's awesome. Yeah. For someone that's like an antagonist, uh, yeah. you know, that can be uh, a, a bit of a, a douche at times. He, yeah. It's like hard to not uh, root for him or think how cool he is, mm-hmm. um, especially when you find out his backstory. Yeah. Um, Kaguya, I think. I don't know. There wasn't a moment. It was just all good. Yeah. Like, it's, both seasons, especially season two. Actually, if I have to say the Ishigami arc was just really uh, good. It's so good. I love um, that arc. But I, I just, I think Kaguya is like a perfect example of an adaptation. Just, I haven't read the manga. I know you have, but just, mm-hmm. I feel like it probably elevates the source material so much. Funny enough, season one, I could have gone either way on it. Season two, as you like pointed out, season two is when I felt like they really kicked up like the adaptation quality into overdrive. Because season one was just like a good adaptation that, you know, di- it didn't mess up, so to speak. But there were still a few parts where I was like, I like what the manga did with like the fireworks chapter a bit more. But the- season two of Kaguya, like they really kicked it into overdrive. I saw the way they handled some of the skits. So funny. Like you remember when uh, it was like, I forget the exact skit, but it's almost like they had like the... uh in theme with our podcast layout, the like Mortal Kombat, like both yeah. of them fighting with their like, you know, their blushing bar going down as if it was like yeah. their health bar. That one like really stood out as like, yeah, they elevated this. This is really funny. I mean, I, I also have recency bias because I remember season two more than season one, but I think yeah. nah, just the adaptation from what I've seen, it's just all of it's just been so good. So top tier um, voice acting, directing across the board. Very good. Top tier openings. Top tier um, openings. Love those. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then actually, so do you want me to keep talking? Cause we haven't even talked about your favorites, you know? Oh, sure. It, de- it depends if you have questions about any of mine. I mean, or- so like, I guess your question was moments that solidified, uh, yeah. I think, um, world trigger, uh, there was actually a specific moment that I just keep yeah. referencing. And I, it's also recent. I just binged all of it in January, mm-hmm. um, was episode 48, uh, and there was just a moment between the the two leads uh, where um, the main character has just kind of been like, he's he's undeniably, and I mentioned this in my video, uh, undeniably weak. Like it's a shonen yeah. and it's a shonen MC, but he's like weak mm-hmm. beyond belief. And everyone in the show reminds him of that. And mm-hmm. it's just a kind of a reality he can't escape. Um, and it's not really a depressing thing, but it's like his progression is so slow. Like mm. it's now in season two and he's now we're getting the payoffs, okay. but it ha- at least to me, maybe to some people, it has been frustrating, but I think that's just, it, it does it in a really grounded way. Okay. And then he's been gradually has been progressing, but I think in that episode, he, he gets a little too ahead of himself and he thinks like, oh, you know, now I'm like, I'm a lot better. I yeah. can do this stuff. And then when he finds out 
he can't even like save this little kid. He has to get saved by like mm. his his friend that has been saving him all along. Yeah. He's just frustrated. You know, yeah. he's like, he's just like, why, you know, why like I don't even know what I should be doing. Like how why can yeah. I keep up? And his friend just pretty much reassures him and just looks at him and tells him, like, honestly, genuinely just tells him, like, I follow you, I follow you because you are you. And Aww, that's kind of that's, that's like, wholesome. I like that. Like that's and that's the, you all all you have to do is be you and you can take as long as you need. And that's kind of it. And I was like, I like man, that. I just hit like it was so simple, but it was like, mm-hmm. like I just you know I just really resonated with with everything kind of in the show, uh, and it just and that's what makes the payoff in the show so good. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I, I think I I'm gonna just I don't know if there's a moment in JoJo's. I think the last arc is probably the last arc of that part four is just in itself just amazing, and that kind of nailed it. But it brought everything and the whole theme of the show together for me, which I think was all about community and the town of Moro. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and on top of the uh, phenomenal art direction. And then Shiro Bako, again, uh, insider, you know, kind of into the anime industry, which was very engaging, but also that like scene, uh, the Andes Chucky scene, and then kind of everything after that brought it all together. Like why, even though it's super like brutal work, like why mm-hmm. they want to make an anime and why are they, you know, keep doing this? Yeah. So, and it got into like their passions and like dreams and all that stuff. So that why it hit. Um, and I think at this point I can just kind of sum up what, uh, my anime taste, if you haven't gotten it in a few words for all of these, I think, I think I could spin this, which is, um, I think like, I generally like things either with a lot of heart or just like something that kind of shows human struggle or like the human will, like in some Mm -hmm. capacity. And I think, in some form, it's kind of in all of these, you know, anything that yeah. kind of is either introspective or makes me think about life or just kind of like illustrates like, like the human, uh, you know, just being human. The human condition. Yeah, the human condition. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. That's so cool how you like came about that, too. Yeah. Now we need to talk about your favorite. <laughs> we need to talk about your Mal top, top 100. One, Mal top 100 represented. Um, Yeah, so I kind of gave. I gave Onimaru, like, for everyone listening, I gave him, like, last-minute homework, as if I'm in a position to give him homework, of, like, you know, what do you, like, how do you think you can, like, describe your taste in, like, a few words? Which was very mean of me, considering how, like, how far he's come to, like, get to this point, but you did (laughs) such a good job of describing it, like, in such a cool way. Um, I think, I was thinking of it, I think I can describe my taste with four S's, which is, I guess, kind of on brand for me. It's, uh, Shonen sports snob signs gate. So I got like she's literally the the blend s of taste. Blend s, yeah, more like the bland s of taste. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh no, how go you, ahead. How do you feel about that though? Like, I if you have more to say about that, you can continue. Yeah. But like, how do you feel about um, kind of your taste being sort of representative of the like the mal top one hundred or literally yeah. like kind of the universal kind of the universally enjoyed shows i think i had a complex about it when i was first starting out because i think i was kind of like i felt like i had to kind of prove that i was an individual or like i had seen more anime than my taste would show at some point because like i mean i don't know you see if you see my favorites you're gonna be like cool you've seen like 50 shows like i feel like that's kind of the vibe it gives off and then you know i know from my experience i'm like I've actually seen 450 shows. I've probably seen the shows you think should be on here based on preconceived notions. 
And no, but these are the ones that have really like withstood the test of time. They represent what I value in the medium. They value, they represent what I value in storytelling. So I've kind of gone through my own like character arc of like, okay, so I'm kind of a basic bitch. Should I not be a basic bitch? Like, should I like, is there something wrong with me? And then I'm like, no, no, it's okay that I'm a basic bitch. So it's kind of, we've, you know, gone full circle in a way. And I'm like super confident in these favorites because I do feel like after watching so many series that people feel like should be in a three by three, I'm like, nah, these ones stood the test of time and they mean more to me. And if I can defend why I think they should be here over other series, then that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that's, that's in itself really like important, like that you can kind of stand by your favorites, even if, Mm -hmm. you know, other people might say like, Hey, well, you know, this, this is just kind of like what everyone likes. And it's like, well, you know, you, you like it for a reason you're not just yeah. bandwagoning. Um, yeah, and I do have to comment. It is so kind of freeing, uh, to, uh, come to terms with the fact, you know, that you realize when you're basic, you know, if you're just like, Hey, yeah. I, just, I, just, <laughs> it's like, I just like this. Okay. It's just funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, like the similar, like someone being like, Oh, like you, the one guy who's like, well, you lost cause your name is on your, it's like, I essentially have your name in like five of these nine pictures, like the equivalent of your name in terms of like, you know, everyone likes it wide you know it appeals to a wide variety of people and there's nothing wrong with that like that's totally cool i mean like i thought like a silent voice was a 10 and it's always that toss-up between your name and a silent voice you know like the the actual the cultured people pick a silent voice the basic people your name um, I do pick a silent voice this time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's all right. Because uh, I just feel like I think I appreciated it. I think it was good. I think I gave mm-hmm. it a 10, but it didn't like stay with me. Like it wasn't like, okay, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. It was just like, I, I didn't feel emotionally attached to it. I didn't feel like, oh, you know, hey, a silent voice. I, I want to watch that. I want to pop that in and just watch yeah. it. Like, and that's I haven't key. watched it since the one time I watched it and that was it. Yeah. And that's key to having a favorite, you know, that's, you got to love it. If you don't love your favorites, what do you love? You know, favorites are the ones you are comfortable fighting for. I think that's a way of looking at it. And, um, like, you know, like you, you told me, uh, I think before this, you were like, you know, you're, you're, you're going to win. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're going to win because, uh, NGE bias, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, listen, okay. Growing up, I like none of the people in my circle, liked Evangelion. No it's one so like, wild. it was, I was more used to people crapping on Evangelion or not getting it that I was like, yeah, whatever. So, That's so or, wild. Yeah. So like, I just got used to kind of like, well, I like it and I'm just going to stand by it and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it's important to me. I, you know, I definitely got over my phase where I was like, like preaching the gospel of Evangelion mm-hmm. and going around corner to corner and being like, it's the most influential anime. Everyone yeah. should watch it. You know, like, okay. Now it's like, Hey, if you don't like it, it's cool. Yeah. You know? I think, I think a big problem that some people might have for themselves and in the community is just like, especially if they're somewhat younger is they feel like they kind of have to prove why something is a favorite and why their favorites matter in the community. Like they want it, they want their favorites to be the best and they want to find roundabout ways of having people reaffirm their favorites as the best. And I think I had a phase like that. It sounds like you had a phase like that with Ava. And it's like, at some point you get to the, you get to the realization that like this show is important to me. Therefore it has value. I don't give a fuck what it does to the community. I don't care if you guys like it. I like it. That's all that matters. Well, I think the good thing about 
Ava was when yes, I got. You can into actually it. back that up with how influential it is. What was that? No, you no, can no, actually. No. no, no, I'm not gonna say it's influential because mm-hmm. when I um, the good thing about Ava is how influential it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I uh, got into it, I wasn't. I didn't know anything about the community. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned this before, but like again, I just I kind of just rented the end of Evangelion from Blockbuster. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I love that. And and I didn't watch the original TV series. I literally just rented this random DVD. I'm like, oh, anime movie. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, one hell of a trip. I don't know what happened here. It's about <laughs> this just hits like this is, yeah. this is good. This is. Yeah. And then every time, you know, and then I watched the TV series and then every time I revisited it, it was like, this just hits every time. So you watched yeah. end of Ava before you watched the TV series. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I, I've never heard of that. That's so I, cool. I was an 11 year old. <laughs> Oh my God. And I went to Blockbuster and I, I was in my anime phase. I just started buying anime DVDs. I just got out of my Dragon Ball Z phase. I'm like, oh, this is anime. Okay. And then I just I just wanted to consume anything and everything. So I went to local Blockbuster. They had like, I don't know, some anime DVDs like Metropolis. Is it Metropolis? Yeah, Metropolis or? is one. Yeah. That one was one. They had some like one volume of this one, another one. And then that week I just happened like end of evangelion what what is that i'm like okay let me let me get it so they like, let you get that and 11 year old you is watching the hospital scene like did you understand that no no <laughs> so i did not so i did not pick up on that at all and oh so like i watched the whole movie didn't know what was going on and you know i just kind of like this was strangely like weirdly beautiful i don't know why like this was good like i'm not i'm not happy with it like i'm sort of dissatisfied like what kind of happened at the end there but this was something about it and then i'm like reading like dvd reviews like afterward on some anime like store website or something and they're like yeah that scene at the beginning where he does the thing and like wait what i popped the dvd (laughs) back in i'm like really oh so yeah i didn't didn't that's actually that's amazing oh my god you've been like traumatized by evangelion for like half your life that's 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 why it's a favorite that's why it's- <laughs> <laughs> uh no and like so i watched it so young and then i revisited i watched the, i got my hands on the tv series watched the tv series and then i was like okay it all makes sense now i get it then i got like a book on it like oh my like God. breaking down all the analysis like the symbolisms in it uh, you know, cause I was a, a good Christian boy and, you know, <laughs> and I was like, this is all like revelation shit. So this is yeah. cool. Uh, and then I don't know. And then it's like, again, every time I've revisited after that, it's just always kind of like hits where it's a little more than just nostalgia. I think, cause I think like when I watched it so young, I didn't get a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. as I've grown older, I've grown with it and I get more and more appreciate more and more. And it makes me like it even more. So. I did. That's like the funniest story that you watched End of Evangelion first and when you were 11. That is like the funniest shit ever. (laughs) I don't think anyone, I mean, they might have a bet. I don't think there's a better Ava story out there. I think that's the best. That's why I'm like, you know, I like here later on, you know, I felt validated later on finding out it's the most influential anime and all that stuff. I think that came way later for me. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. That's my Uh, MC. Um, because most of the people I met were, uh, you know, didn't get it or didn't think much of it, uh, or mo- mainly the, the recommendation I would hear is Bebop, which I had watched, you know, Bebop's good, but it's not my, not my favorite. Um, and that's you not shipped saying it off to my, Shipped huh? it off to my honorable mentions. My honorable mention is like the Onimaru discard pile, which is really <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, no, but they're, but they're in the top 20, I guess if yeah. they're not on the top nine, it is a discard yeah. pile. So, um, but 
Yeah, no. And then I guess it was nice that I found out later, like it was influential or whatever, but every Ava fan I've met in my life, which has been very few, I've mm-hmm. met very few Ava fans. I've regretted meeting them. <laughs> I've never met someone that likes like Ava and I'm like, you know, like, like talking to them. I'm like, all right, you know what? Forget it. I'll just, this is a solitary venture here. I like it for my own reasons and that's it. That's so funny. <laughs> You're like, I did, I have never met a fan of one and I don't want to now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. All like the, the people I enjoy talking to prefer Gurren Lagann or uh, like Bebop or, you know, like something else. So it's all that's good. so funny. That's so funny. I can't yeah. believe I was watching Cardcaptor Sakura when you were watching Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did check out Cardcaptor Sakura around that time too, but Well, um, you probably couldn't go back after you saw End of Evangelion. You're like, I'm seeing 200 IQ next level Christianity shit. I cannot go back to these cards, like these children with cards. I can't do it. I legit uh, showed the first episode of Evangelion in religion class in, uh, in high school. What did they say? What? Oh my God. Wait, that's amazing. What did they say? They were like, they were like, you know, like, I think the assignment was like, you're supposed to bring in like a clip or some movie or something and get the class to watch. And then you like talk about it. And I think it was like extra credit. So I'm like, I'm bringing Evangelion. Oh my God. First episode. And like, I mean, like, I don't think the whole class, because it wasn't End of Evangelion, they weren't like, oh, what's yeah, going yeah. on? It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was like intro to the series. And then I talked about, like, all the, the Christian, I guess, symbolism, like, afterward, and, like, I, I related it all, and whatever. Like, I don't know. No one cared. I think, like, the kids in the class were just like, like, we. Yeah, we get to watch. <laughs> they, were, they were probably like, we get to watch a TV show instead of class. This is awesome. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like really into Ava back then. Uh, that's, I mean, you were that kid who brought in like anime and showed it as like a PowerPoint. Not always, but I, I did do but, it that one time. Like, not I every like, day, but sometimes. I, I wasn't that bad, and but you know, I had moments. I had moments oh that my I don't. Gosh. I don't. You're like <laughs> but, bringing it to show and tell, and you're like, well, not every time, but like sometimes. No, the worst moment, I think, if we're gonna keep on with the Ava topping, and don't worry, audience, we'll, we'll move away from Ava. I know no one. No, this is amazing. Hear about it too much. <laughs> I think the most peak moment I will never forget was when we, I got the, someone said nerd. Yeah. Uh, when we got to, uh, we were watching Evangelion in our anime club, uh, and we were getting through the whole series and then we finally got to the end and we we're going to show end Evangelion. Um, and, um, we, something happened where we, we couldn't get our, our, our normal club room. Our teacher was out all of that stuff. And so like, we had to get like, um, another, another teacher that doesn't know anything about anime. doesn't know about us, whatever, just to kind of like, let him like, he had to moderate or supervise oh us. Oh my God. Watch the end of Evangelion. And so like, we went to another room and we like a few of us, and then we had end of Evangelion on and this huge projector. And then he's in the back, like playing chess with like one of the other like kids there in the back. And then as it gets to, uh, the, the latter half of the end of Evangelion where everything's kind of just exploding and then there's a ton of nudity and all this stuff is tumbling down. Um, I just hear him say from the back, like, yo, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like he and just then, did it because teachers don't like, curse that often. So he's just like actually saying like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, no, this was legit. <laughs> He was, oh my he was God. A, he's a really cool teacher, but he also knew when to call out some bullshit. Uh, and then, so funny. Uh, and then like, he's, you know, it was hilarious. And then in that moment, we were like kind of scrambling, like, yo, should we pause it? Should we let it keep playing? Maybe we'll just let it keep playing. Like maybe he won't 
he'll be fine. It's like, no, no, this is the worst part. Like, it's it's fine after this. And we just let it keep playing, and then it just ended. And then that was... Did he say anything afterwards? I don't think so. Uh, I don't remember. I think we were <laughs> fine. I think he said after that, like, don't, don't, don't ever do that again. Don't show that again. <laughs> don't do it. Don't watch this. It's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Oh, my it was, gosh. It was hilarious. Uh, so the, that's the end of my uh, uh, teenager, I guess, Evangelion tales is, uh, that's amazing i can't believe you've gotten away with showing evangelion multiple times and in school that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> your teacher would be like yo what the fuck what is this <laughs> what is this yo what the hell because he was like he was like he definitely was just like also really confused at what the hell was going on in screen <laughs> it was the most oh trippy part this is cool because oftentimes teachers want to teach you their experiences, but you brought this teacher to school and gave him your 11-year-old experience of watching End of Evangelion first and not understanding what the fuck was going on. Actually, okay, last story. And I this swear we'll, no, we'll, this is we'll it. move away. We'll move away now because we, we're supposed to be talking about favorites, not just Ava. No, this is, no, this is amazing. Uh, um <laughs> I was actually like that mob boss joke was what my fiance said was actually kind of like funny because when I thought about it, I was like, in the mob once. And no, I was no, no. <laughs> no, because like the way I acted like pre high school with my anime, I, and I, when I collected the DVDs, I was kind of like a bit of a, like a little bit of a, a mob boss, like where I, I was, I was trying to convert this one friend in like seventh grade to watch anime. So I would lend him like my DVD, like box sets to be like, you know, I was slowly trying to get him into it. And I remember like, once it kind of became like a thing that I would like lend him anime, I would just like roll up to him in the courtyard and be like, Hey, Evangelion, like, oh, let me show my hand. Evangelion DVD box set, finish it by tonight, have it back to by tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> All of it by tonight, 24 episodes, just take you six hours tomorrow. I love that. <laughs> they do it. And he did. He yes. came back. Oh my God, you are uh, a mob boss. Tony Soprano. A Ava is his favorite anime. Uh, he loved Andy Evangelion. Uh, I I don't know. We never connected on what like he liked about it versus what I liked about it, but I know it's his favorite. And um, yeah, I caught up with him like a few years back. Like I haven't I hadn't talked to him in like years, but you I should DM him now and be like, hey, so about Ava. <laughs> I probably can. Um, yeah, he's he's a Buddhist monk now, so you know. Oh, that's pretty dope. Take that as you will. He lives in a in a in a in a shrine now but we we should that's totally cool. catch up and watch evangelion together and talk about suffering so. that's amazing <laughs> holy shit these are the best stories so you've just you've gone full circle with evangelion yeah yeah it's it's been it's it's just been like really present in my life uh for a long time so that's why I, like it's it's i've thought about it so many different ways so like uh kind of getting like the community perspective on either it's overrated or it's influential or or I don't know, like I just, I've, you know, that was kind of new and kind of wrapping my head around it, but it was like, hey, you know, I love the show. And that's, it's, it's, the more I come back to it, the more it reinforces, you know, because I pick up something new, so. I mean, yeah. once you show it to your school, I don't think the we the community can really, you can't go back. The community could say whatever they want. Be like, I've literally shown a teacher end of Evangelion. You guys cannot compete with me right now. This I is have still too not high shown level. I have still not shown my parents. It is still on my bucket list. Uh, you know, my fear is my mother will rebuke me, but I will take that bullet one day. Um, you know, definitely. I keep trying to get my. No, I think you should. She won't. She won't turn her back on you because you're the mob boss of Evangelion. So you make <laughs> her an offer she can't refuse, and then be like, "This is it. This is what you you get. You raised this." But you did. You did. Um, I think it would be an interesting conversation. 
Um, I've been actually, trying to get. Oh, even no, go ahead. Sorry, last last note. Evangelion, funnily enough, got me more into the Bible. So that. So that's funny. you could say like, look, if it wasn't for this this show, I wouldn't even read the Bible. So you're welcome. It's like I needed to get all the references. <laughs> um, yeah. So you you cite the references, and it's like John two forty, like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've been trying to get my dad to watch Evangelion because he's a very big like sci-fi TV show guy. Like he's you know. He, the whole works like any sci-fi show he plays dungeons and dragons like this he's like the sci-fi nerd my parents actually when they were still together when i was like one or something they brought me to a star trek convention mm -hmm. so it's been kind of downhill from there and they cosplayed <laughs> they had me cosplay baby me as like you know those furball things in star trek i don't know remember what they're called but they're like the brown furball i forget uh, i think so i think i know what you're talking about i don't even know but so it's been kind of downhill from there but anyway my dad's a huge nerd and he had this like list of like top 50 sci-fi tv shows of all time from some like random website and evangelion was number nine on there and it was above a bunch of his favorites and i'm like dad you got to see the show that's above all your favorites like it took Wait, all of them to, to town can can i be the, the person that shows your dad evangelion yeah. can i be the boss <laughs> Dad, yes, please you know, do. I can't be the one to do this. I brought no. the mob boss of Evangelion. Here you go. I think you'd be more successful than I would because I've been trying and it hasn't worked. Like it hasn't been as successful, but I think if anyone could do it, you could. You have the track record. You have the dedication. <laughs> so I need to. That needs to happen. But Gotta, I'm trying to. I'm trying to school him. So yeah, no, I I think I can. I can get it done. I can get it done. Yeah. And uh, you know, like le recently, and I don't. I don't think he's watching. So you know, if he is. Apologies in advance. I recently tricked my friend into watching Monogatari. So, oh, how'd you do that? He's on that binge right now. Um, you know, I don't know. I kind of like gave him like a, a heads up about everything to come. I told him, listen, if you feel like you're struggling at this point, it gets better. You know, watch this next part. I also, you know, told him I needed someone to talk to about it. So, you know, oh my gosh, it's like so. <laughs> I've just been calling my dad a bitch the whole time, trying to bully him into it. I should be like, dad no one gets me i need you to watch this with me i should appeal <laughs> to the emotions instead of being like i'm just like low-key texting my dad like you're a pussy you won't even watch these cartoons like stop being a bitch <laughs> like i mean it's not working i don't think monogatari is something you want to get him into you know it's, it's why not I tried a bit to, of a, it's a tough sell it's a tough sell sometimes i'll do it why not i've tried to get him into other stuff might as well just go like go crazy why not all right a fun think, fact fun fact about this and then we can move on um I don't have crazy anime stories because I mostly got into it in college, but I did watch the toothbrush scene and the um, hospital scene of End of Evangelion in the same week. So that, not coming back from that. You went in hard. You like, oh, so, you just dove off the deep end. I didn't know. So funny enough. Um, so my friend, I don't know if you have one of these, but it's my friend is like, I called him my like anime. Do senpai. I have friends? I, I have a few. No, no, because you're the mob boss. So you're the anime senpai. Like, you're them. I had, like, my own anime mob boss getting me into it. So he kind of, like, you know, he kind of introduced me to both of those series. So I have a very weird, like, progression of series I got into. Like, I think Monogatari was one of my, like, 10th or 15th anime, which I don't think you can fully appreciate it then, looking back on it. But, you know, threw me in the deep end right off the get-go. So I watched the toothbrush scene with him. And I'm like, the fuck is this shit? Like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that happens. And then it was like a couple days later, I'm watching End of Evangelion with him. And I was like, 
laughing at the hospital scene. I thought it was so funny. And I was like, I think I have the wrong reaction to both of these series. I think I was supposed to laugh at the toothbrush scene and be offended at the hospital scene. But I had the more backward, like the backwards reaction. I feel, I feel so bad because um, my friend um, watches like he, he he's really like he watches anime with his little sister a lot. They're both into anime. Yeah. Oh, and no. so like they binge a lot of shows together and he wanted to stay away from Monogatari because of, oh, no. you know, and, and I yeah. gave him the heads up and like, you know, there's been, there's been things that have, you know, uh, made him a bit uncomfortable watching it. I can understand some scenes, but I just checked where he's at like yesterday and he was like, he's right before I think the toothbrush scene and he's still on Monogatari. Oh my and he's God. Like, you know what? It's not too bad. Not, you know, I've, I think I've, I've seen everything. I was like, are you sure? You I'm sure about so that? sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to hear um, about this later. He's like, we need <laughs> updates. We do need updates. On I'll this let you because... guys know. I think, I hope, you know, he doesn't kill me by the time he's done with it. You know, well, I you hope warned he finds... him. You huh? warned him. I did. I did. So he can't I... kill you. You warned him. But he's doing this for me. He's doing this. Okay. Oh, see, this is the friend who you said was like watching the series for you. Yes. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I need these like techniques. I need your like techniques on how to get people into this stuff because mine are not working. I'll tell you after, but yeah. we should probably, unless we we are done talking about the three by threes, go back to, I guess the three by threes or your favorites or. I guess mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can top any of the Evangelion stories that you have, but I will attempt to, because there's no coming back from like, I showed my mom. Oh no. I showed my class end of Evangelion and my teacher freaked out. I wish I was at that level of Epic, but maybe one day. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. So my, uh, these are all like, you know, pretty generic picks, but they all have like very different circumstances in which I watch them. Um, I think the one that probably stands out the most is Promare, which is pr mm. people are like, what are you doing with this? Like, why Promare? Why not Gurren Login or Evangelion? And I have such a like unique relationship with Promare first from like seeing it at Anime Expo, winning the Shikishi, which is like, in a frame somewhere in my house. I couldn't find it. I wanted to rep it for the Giguk interview. I don't yeah. know where it is. It's in my house. But I'm like, mom, where the fuck do you put that? That's like the only thing I need. And she's like, I don't know. I was like, thanks, mom. But <laughs> uh, so that I won that. And then um, it came out in theaters back when we could go into theaters before the pandemic. And I've seen it like five or six times, which is yeah. more than I've seen any anime film. And it gets better and better on rewatch every time. Really? I only watched yeah. it that one time at AX yeah. and it's yeah. just, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. I think it's, it, and I don't know if you have this cause I've seen, I know we've both seen like quite a few anime films, but I generally enjoy anime TV series more than films. Oh yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. The and same. I feel like a lot of anime films have like very weird pacing, not necessarily always slow pacing. Sometimes they're too fast, but I get like, thrown off with the pacing a bit. So, you know, I think it's easy for an anime film to be good, but it's really hard for an anime film to be great, great. or terrible. It's, I think it's, and I've had this conversation, I think recently or something, it's, yeah. it's really like the format of like, you know, more or less an hour and a half or two hours and condensing like, like a whole kind of story or just this whole arc into a, a movie length when with anime TV series, you have time to like yeah. get to know the characters, spend time with them. You could have an idol like, like a slow moment, a slice yeah. of life moment. You don't have to worry because the next episode can pick up the pace, can be yeah. this other thing. Um, you know, like 
with a movie, you just have that runtime and you're, yeah. you're it's it's trying to do multiple things. You're trying to yeah. introduce the characters, introduce the plot. And if it's not something kind of simple and straightforward, you know, like, I don't know. I felt like it was easy to do and you might disagree um, with your name because the plot mm -hmm. was simple enough that yeah. it was it it uh, was conducive to a mainstream audience and kind of just being able to get into it, montage the scenes that were kind of, you know, you can get the gist out of, which I know some people had problems with and yeah. kind of get enough of an investment into the characters to kind of buy into it. Yeah, I think that's also part of the disconnect I have with a lot of character-based um, anime films. Not all of them. So, like, two of my other anim favorite anime films are A Silent Voice and Wolf Children, both character-driven anime films that yeah. I think do a good job of it. But for the most part, I do think the best anime films that I've seen consistently have been the high-paced action ones or the thrillers, you know? So, the Promares or the Perfect Blues, you know? Oh, those Perfect that Blues is so good. Amazing. Um, um, and Colonel Panic says in the chat, where the F is pancreas? In the trash like it belongs. I mean, um, I gave will... pancreas a 2 out of 10, so. You did too? <laughs> yeah. Wait, you, did you do that before or after knowing me? No, before. Okay, I, I gave it a 1. When I saw you tweet, some, I think I saw you tweet yeah. once about like how it's like terrible or something. <gasps> it's not just me? It's no. not just me. <laughs> it was rated, I will never forget this, because meme number, it was 69 on Mal at some point. 69 best overall. That's um I offensive. I actually offensive. saw it recently really? high up there and I was like, what is this? Why is this here? No. <laughs> like, get it the fuck out. Okay, we we gotta have a pancreas podcast at some point. We gotta we feel have the same. it. We gotta like break it down. Do we, do we group watch it? Live yes, react to it? Oh my god. Maybe. Maybe we group watch funny. it. Or maybe we like group watch it and then afterward have the like the the uh um, yeah. the breakdown, the uh that we digest it. We're like, okay. Yeah. Oh what my do you God! Guys think it's not um, just me. I feel so excited because, like, peace and love to everyone who enjoys it. But when I find people who don't enjoy it, I'm like, my people, this is it. They understand because that's yeah. like easily the worst anime film I've ever seen. <laughs> and was... I've seen the Code Geass spinoff movies that don't even have Lelouch. I've seen yeah. the Hunter Hunter filler movies that are like really bad. I've seen some shit, and then there's Pancreas. So yeah, that's gonna, I don't know. That's man. gotta go. I mean, like, I thought, and I know I'll get some some flack for this. I thought weathering with you was bad, but pancreas, nah, man. <laughs> pancreas is like, you know, you watch like, a, you watch like an emotional show. Like you watch, like I, my clan ad is like mine where I'm like, I hate how people call it cry porn. I hate when people do that. Then you watch pancreas and you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get it. I understand. Like, no, the, my problem with pancreas, if I could describe it, and I, I don't mean to be this like a bashing session yeah. on pancreas. If you enjoyed it, totally valid. And also and caveat love. with weathering with you, I could totally see the appeal, why people would like it. My issues with it are maybe nitpicky, sort of specific, but you know. Uh, but we could talk about that another yeah. time. That'll be but, a fun one. That'll be but, the negative pod. <laughs> yeah. On, on, um, what was it? We're, I was just about to talk about pancreas, wasn't I? Uh, yeah. Oh, Get it, ass. <laughs> oh, Take it with down. pancreas is that I felt like, like the last season of Game of Thrones, where you could mm. see the strings being pulled and, mm. and, and, and like the storytelling, like this part is supposed to make you cry. This part yeah. is supposed to make you feel this. Like, and it was taking me out of the movie. It was like, this is purposely manipulating me to try to feel this way. And that's fine. I'm all for emotional manipulations in my yeah. show, in my shows. 
but I don't want to see it. I don't want to like be able to tell, yeah. you know, I'm purposely supposed to feel this way. Cause then it feels artificial. Then I'm like, okay, you know, and that was my issue with it. It wasn't done. It didn't feel organic. It just felt too, I don't know. Like, yeah. So we could call it, it's game of Thrones season eight without the previous seasons. Yes. yes. <laughs> can we call it that from now on? Yes. Can that be our game of Thrones season eight without the previous, the previous seasons. seasons okay i love this this oh, pancreas podcast is gonna be fire um we're, we're, listen we're usually positive but i guess you're very wholesome pancreas but, <laughs> but we're wholesome except for right now but i wanted to like it i i did i did panic started it shout out to panic he started it we yeah, were no, trying no. to be wholesome. he's gonna do he's gonna do the group watch with us he's gonna be one oh of yeah those. i want panic's takes on it too i yeah. feel like he'll be like you guys are harsh and we're like well, no we're not harsh enough no, no um, we're not harsh enough um, I'm so glad that you feel the same way, but okay. <laughs> getting back to, back to the positive note. Um, so pro mare is just, I think, uh, it's like a concentrated dose of trigger at its best. And I love experiencing it. Just like perfect action film. I love the color palette. I love the production, the direction, the sound design. I do think there are more themes to it than people give it credit, especially its take on environmentalism and the human connection we have, which impacts the environment and our, you know, overall ecosystem. I think that's really interesting. And I think it's the perfect mixture of like just enough themes for a runtime to keep me engaged and feel like there's a takeaway message while also being a fun, you know, over the top action flick. So it's kind of just like, I think it excels at everything it sets up to do. And I think it does a lot more than other people give it credit for. But maybe that's only something you pick up when you go see it in theaters six times because you have so much fun with it. Like they they did it all in that movie. But I think most of the people that I have talked to that aren't so hot on Promare, uh, mm-hmm. their issues with it is that it's it's like it's so it's too much trigger in one movie. And it's like yeah. you could just get this in any of the other shows you know, instead of like, you know, this whole super saturated thing in like two hours where it's like just triggered doing their stereo, not stereotypical, uh, cliche, like yeah. you know, the usual trigger formula the, thing, yeah. but jam packing it in one movie. But I thought that was actually what made it one very bold of them yeah. to just double down on what makes them them. But it yeah. also helped that we were at the panel and they said we it afterward that we're trying to, in their words, they were trying to expand more to a global audience. Yeah. And this essentially was their channel trailer, like their yep. teaser trailer to be like, this is who we are. This is Trigger. If you haven't watched any of our stuff before, you don't have to. You just got to watch yeah. Premiere. And that's us. That's a taste of what we're about. Yeah. And that was a once in a lifetime experience seeing Promare at Anime Expo. I Like, if you ever... It's so cool because like, you know, you go to a movie theater and people have fun. Sometimes they cheer. But at Anime Expo, there's like 2000 weaves. We're all watching it on a huge screen and you have people flipping the fuck out at every reference, every like badass move. You have like it's like a concert almost. It was more of a concert than like a movie watching experience. So I wasn't sure if that was a huge sway on my experience because that was such a 10 out of 10 experience just watching it. It was good. And hearing the audience reactions as the things happen Happen. and it just every guy next pose, everyone lost their shit every time. But um, I watched it in theaters without as many weaves. I watched it at home where it's just me as the weeb and it held up every time. So I did like reaffirm that it was it was worth being a favorite because I keep going back to it. And I have a friend that's watched it 10 times in theaters. So she did not have the Promare AX experience. So maybe that's uh, maybe there's just something there. So, yeah. So I think I've seen some people be like, 
why is like Promare there? Like why you've seen these, like, why isn't Gurren in there? Why isn't Ava there? And it is like, I think that was like a turning point for me when I realized that like, I saw inherent value in Promare that others didn't. And that's totally fine. Like it's totally fine that others would be like, you know, give it like anything below a five. And I'm still like, no, it's a 10. I like it more than your favorite series. Like, I'm sorry, but I see this value. I can defend my opinions on it. Not necessarily defend, because that sounds a bit more confrontational, but yeah. I can elaborate on my feelings towards it. I have cohesive reasons as to why I think it brings value on as a standalone, why it's not a girl long and knockoff. You know, it means a lot more to me than a lot of these other series that are better in the eyes of the community or whatever. You know, that's why this is like my favorite. So that was a big turning point for me was like, yeah, Promare is a 10. I love it over a lot of other like critically acclaimed community favorites. Damn, you're making me want to watch it again. Like the yes. second time. <laughs> I've only watched it once. Yay. I have the Blu-ray. I can lend it to you. All right. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. I'll lend you. I'll lend you Machia. Actually, I'll give it to you. I don't want Machia. Oh, I just said something controversial. <laughs> Wait, but I like I think we're on the same page on Maquia too. I, I think like we're 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 definitely down on down bad on um on anime movies, you know. If it everyone's like I love it because it made me cry, and we're like, here you go. We're good. we'll we'll ship it to you. We'll ship you the tears. Yeah, and if you guys haven't in the chat haven't watched Promare yet, um, definitely check it out. We'd be curious to to just hear your opinion about it, whether you yeah. like it or not. It's fine, you know. One hundred percent, because I definitely understand why people don't like it as much. I've just come to the point where I'm like, totally accept you not liking it, but I love it and I have my reasons. But I do think it's you know totally valid for people to have a wide variety of feelings on it. Yeah, yeah, and um. Were there any of your other favorites that you wanted to kind of highlight, talk about? Did you want to go through all of them? Yeah, I got. I guess I got some quick stuff on all of them. Uh, Steins Gate is always like... Yeah, actually, well, I'm curious about this. Why yeah. is Steins Gate your number one? Steins Gate actually stands out from all the um, the Blend S favorites or the Bland S favorites. I kind of like the Bland S favorites as the title. Um, so Steins Gate stands out a bit because it's the only visual novel adaptation. It's the only sci-fi thriller here but um steins gate is just such a special series to me because i don't think another series has encapsulated my sense of humor and personality so perfectly because as much as i love how tightly woven the narrative is how good the time travel mechanics are i think it has the best time travel mechanics i've seen that it's like a perfect, you know, tribute to old time travel series and references while also creating its own, you know, system and articulating how the system works. Um, it has all of that going for it. But I love the sense of humor of the cast, the referential humor, the way they interact with each other, the way they like have such like quirky nicknames for each other. And it kind of feels like they're always like making jet sorry, making jabs at each other, but also like at the end of the day, they'll like risk their lives for each other. I feel like that emotion that it strikes is how I feel with my friends. That's how I interact with my friends. So it made me really feel like I was a part of the friend group and I saw a representation of friendship that I hadn't really seen in media elsewhere. So I'm like, if I'm a show, it's Steinsgate. Steinsgate is me as a show. Okay, that's uh, 
I can see that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think Steinsgate should be higher up on my list uh, because as a, as a Back to the Future fan growing yeah. up, like I definitely mm-hmm. appreciate the time travel. Like, as soon as they get into, because I'm always interested to see how show like different media anime yeah. handle time travel because yeah. it's always you know a different take, a different interpretation, yeah. kind of a different way of doing it. And I'm like always yeah. curious to see how they go about it. And when Stein's guy, Stein's gate got to that part, it was, I liked how they did it. It was very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, I think it's a very unique experience. I've heard every criticism for Stein's gate under that you could think of. I've heard everything from it's generic to it's boring, you know, the usual, it starts off slow, then gets fast or like the cast isn't good. I've heard like everything you can think of. And uh, you you were into it from the first five episodes, like you were already on board from the beginning, or did you also have the same, like, yeah, you didn't know where it was going sort of thing? I didn't know where it was going, but I was having fun with the the ride to get, to get started. I was pretty much engaged from the get go, even though I wasn't as engaged as I was in the second half. But then you look back towards the first half and you're like, oh yeah, that was perfectly setting it up. So I think the only time I was not engaged was like, 10 minutes into the first episode where I thought Okabe was annoying. And then as soon as he was interacting with his friends and they were all kind of like shitting on him and he was joking back, I was like, Oh, he's just, he's just a weird dude. Who's joking with his friends. That's how I am. He's just me. This makes sense. 100% clicks. So I was like, yeah, this is just me. Before we move away from Stein's gate, I, you know, me and Shah have this good dynamic going on where we, (laughs) we've we've bashed pancreas. We've come united, solidified, but now I'm going to cause a rift. Um, yes. I'm sorry. I have to do this. Um, I'm not a Mayuri fan. Oh, I don't. Just, Curry Sue is my favorite. So <laughs> that's like, <laughs> no, that's like, I mean, she's my favorite there too, but I know a lot of people love her and I was like, eh, she's all right. Like I'm not. Ma, Maz is going to like destroy, delete our channel. It's Maz okay. is going to delete the channel. So if anything happens, Listen, like, I just got to be honest. If you like her and, and that's totally cool. I just, it wasn't. You're I not going to too true for the chat. I mean, I don't have it set up right now, but <laughs> I took it away. Um, but, you know, I, I did it after a certain point. I did appreciate it and I appreciated more of that. But um, I don't know uh, what what has me down on Steinsgate in general. I think is Steinsgate zero, but I don't want we to. Don't, we don't think Steinsgate zero is so tough because it's like necessary, but not necessary. Like you could go without watching Steinsgate zero and it's definitely not the best adaptation. And there's like so many issues with it, but I do have a soft spot because it's the only visual novel I've played as of right now, you know, April 3rd, 2021. Um, But it also has a lot of really great Okabe and Kurisu moments and it fleshes out the cast a lot in a cool way. But overall, it's not the best addition to the Steinsgate universe where there's a lot of issues, both in the visual novel and anime. There are both issues. So, you know, I take a few parts of it here and there and I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this. I don't love that. Like, you know, take a few yeah. things here and there. But I can understand being like Steinsgate Zero, not that much. It it definitely yeah. did not live up to the first season. Yeah, no, definitely. The first season was just a ride. You know, once it got going, it was amazing. I could not stop. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really special series. I like it. I like how popular it is, but I'm always surprised by how popular it is because it, you know, you look at the Mal top 10, my home, and it's like surrounded by like Full Metal Alchemist, Attack on Titan, Hunter Hunter, Gintama, all of these high pace, well, not Gintama, all these like high pace, like action shonen series. Like, you know, they have the appeal of like being fast paced adventure, like they get you into it and they're very like, 
traditional anime that people get into. And then there's just Steins Gate. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. But like, why? You know, why is this one? Why is this the grounded series that's represented so highly? And I'm like, I guess people feel the same way I do. But I'm like, but I had such a personal experience with Steins Gate that I'm like, so everyone feels like that? Like, we're all on the same page. We're all like, yeah, Steins Gate Goat. So I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. Like, it definitely does seem like it doesn't fit the mold of yeah. sort of those stories. Like, it's kind of a little quirky. It does have. Yeah. But it's really well told. Like, I'm not going to discredit mm-hmm. it. It's, it's again, it does it really, really well. And I think it's that consistency that makes the, the, the anime that end up on the Mal Top 100 there for a reason. Yeah. I do know it didn't start out as well received. I think in the first week it was airing, it was at like a seven something on mail or like the first half, it was a seven something. And then it shot right the fuck up. So yeah. By the way, I I do have to say one thing before I forget, uh, not about Steins Gate, but just in general, the one um, good thing about this experience about filling out my mail and kind of going through the years and keeping track of what I watched and didn't watch and kind of cataloging, there's a lot of good shows I have not watched. Like, I don't know if they're good yet because I haven't watched yeah. them, but there's a lot of stuff I have You hear good watched. things. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot, of, lot on the plan to watch. And, you yeah. know, with that, favorites might change and that's okay. Yeah. Same with me. There's a lot of great things out there for me. I think, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I think when you first start out, you're like, okay, if I watch like a hundred shows, I think I got the medium covered. Then you get to a hundred and you're like, okay, there's a lot still I have to watch. And then you get to like, five, 400, 500. And you're like, I'm barely even there. I have so much out there. There's so much I haven't covered. It's almost like you're too ignorant at first, but then the more knowledge you have, you realize just how ignorant you are. Someone just said they're surprised you don't have Aria in your three by three. Aria is number 11. So that is like, cause that's why I like doing the bigger ones because I don't have all of my tens on here. And Aria is a 10. But Arya is in the extended version. So Arya is number 11, uh, best slice of life series. Very amazing series. She has How too I, many tens to count. Too many I have too many tens. Anime. Too many tens up in here. I think I have 13 or 14 tens. Or 15. No, lot. I have 15. Because Tatami Galaxy is my most recent rewatch 10. So I got a lot of tens. I got some snob cred. But the, most of my snob shows that I've also given a 10. And I use snob in like a very... um. I think that's, you know, out of context, that could seem really offensive. I'm using it like a very joking, self-deprecating way of like the snob picks, so to speak. Like, you know, the ones that have critical acclaim that give me street cred, which is like the Tatami Galaxy Aria picks, which are like, you know, generally more appreciated by the culture crowd. And then you have like, yeah, I definitely got to watch those. I haven't watched a lot of the snob picks. You know, I've realized like, man, I've, I haven't experienced true culture yet, but I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm getting on my way there. And that's what, uh, is interesting because I want to see if, you know, if I'll like them, if I do, and then, and then my taste just becomes bland. That's fine too. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's definitely, some are definitely, you can either, you definitely see the appeal, even if you don't feel them. Like, you know, I think Tatami Galaxy, I gave an eight at first because it was like, yeah, this is really good and well executed, but I didn't have that connection. And then we stayed inside for like a year and a half with uh, the coronavirus. And I was able to really resonate with the Tadami Galaxy vibes a lot more. And I appreciated it so much more that I'm like, yeah, this is a 10. This this is a grower. This is yeah. this is it. I have not watched it yet. So that's one of the ones. That's, that's a good one. And it's 11 episodes. Good. You could bang it out oh, in a day. Done. But uh, I guess speaking of Tadami Galaxy, um, well, which ones did you want me to talk about? Because I could do... 
quicker anecdotes you, about all of these. Um, you know, I think I, actually, do you like Haikyuu for any other reason, like a different reason for why I like it? You liked it for like the camaraderie and like consistency, like yeah, and the teamwork yeah. and like it is my ideal for like teamwork, like the whole yeah. kind of the way it does it and the whole philosophy and everything is just amazing. And I like the characters too, but that's also what brings it up for me. I do think it is the mixture of how it handles like teamwork. The characters are fantastic. Um, I think the I think it is the most consistent series I've ever seen. Also, in terms I'm not going like, to lie, the hype moments are just the hype so hype. It, but it definitely earns the hypes. Um, so in terms, it's like, I think it's like everything with Haikyuu. I love the way it portrays sports. I love the way it tackles the classic sports anime, hard work versus talent. I love the way it addresses the idea of passion. I think that's something I've really come to appreciate as the series has gone on is, um, I think the true conflict of the series is passion versus disinterest. And I think, Hinata is the perfect representation of someone who is trying to unintentionally, mind you, he inspires passion in everyone, including the viewer. And I think the way it portrays the passion of a subject matter is like next to none. And that's yeah. something that I've really taken away from it. But I do think it's probably just the most consistent series I've seen next to like Breaking Bad. Like there's just, it does so not let go. It just, it just doesn't stop. It just doesn't, it just stop. doesn't stop. So and it's I think- for- for a sports anime, it is peak, you know, yeah. sports anime. So I think it is just the highest executed sports anime I, I've seen thus far. Well, you know, there's more out there, but it's just, you know, it's a series that justifies why you should watch sports anime. Shout out to uh, Run With The Wind, what I'd like to call we Mature Haikyuu. Yeah, Run With The Wind is also fantastic, which has the very hard job of making running fun because running is not fun. And if it makes you want to run, you know, you found something special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then how about brotherhood? Anything you have to say on it that, you know, Bro- is, <laughs> Every, you know, it's so, it's so boring to have brotherhood in your favorites, I mean, but I, I can't fought, not have I brotherhood. Fought, in your I fought the temptation to, yeah. I'm like, dude, I got to rep brotherhood. Like I, but the thing is I haven't watched it since 2011. Like, okay. and it's just so kind of vague, but I remember yeah. that I was so satisfied with it like everything the whole i got the full story i was completely satisfied with it the characters and everything but i don't know and again that whole it is everyone kind of has brotherhood on their favorites i was like "Eh, yeah you know um and the the only reason i was like you know what i i should put brotherhood on here is because brotherhood saved me from my addiction to trading card games i had (laughs) i it was college I was deep into Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I got really into it. And that's all I was like, all my attention was on and I couldn't give it up. And it was like, you know, I wasn't even paying attention to school that much. <laughs> I was just paying attention to this damn game and I didn't know what to do. And then I just was like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to watch Brotherhood. And then I watched Brotherhood and like, I was like a whole week. You cleared. <laughs> completely forgot about Yu-Gi-Oh! I didn't care anymore. That's amazing. That's like a coming of age moment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm good. Sold all my cards after that. Done. That's amazing. The, um, I became clean. It saved you from degeneracy, which is funny. Yeah, and because of that, I was just like, you know what? This this should be in my top ten, but I decided not to. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, my connection to Brotherhood, I think everyone has their reasons. Mine is just 100% the portrayal of sibling relationships and sibling camaraderie. Uh, my favorite scene in the series, which I will, every time I think like 
have I, if I think like, have I grown out of brotherhood? Have I seen other experiences that should take that place? I always come back to the one scene where Ed is in the gate and he sees Al's body and Al's like, you know, I can't come back with you. I need my soul to be here so I can leave. You know, it's, I think it's episode 26. And then Ed is getting pulled back into from the gate into the main world. And he pushes right back and he's like, Al, I'm coming to get like, I'll be back. I'll come and get you. And just the image and scene with the music, everything is so perfect, but it's just Ed pushing back through like fate through like, you know, supernatural higher forces to try and save his brother, both emotionally and physically is like the most motivational thing I've seen. Just like that absolute love that he has for Al, the dedication, everything he's willing to sacrifice and do to push forward is like peak. That's just peak for me. So that scene in particular is probably like my entire attachment to brotherhood. And I like other parts of course, but that one scene is like, I come back to that every time. How many times have you rewatched it? Have you? Um... I've seen it, I think, to completion twice. I've seen like parts of it multiple times, but I have seen Brotherhood to completion twice, most recently, like last year. I have not seen it enough, so I need to really okay. revisit it because everything you said, I did not remember. I was just like, yeah. you know what? <laughs> I only remember one character, and that was, and that's Greed. And I love Greed is a Greed. good character. Loved, Greed is great. So satisfied with Greed's arc in that show. So, yeah. Greed awesome is amazing. Character. And actually, I like most of them, but I remember yeah, just being it's a great like, cast. really satisfied with Greed's arc. So I got to yeah. revisit. Fantastic character. Fantastic cast, just in general. If I'm picking, we say we have the imaginary uh, medium Olympics. Like, you have to pick one series to represent every medium. I'm picking Brotherhood. I want it to represent. I think it's the best representation of anime. Might mm. be an outdated take for people because there are other great series. But if I have to show the merits of the medium, I'm picking Brotherhood. I'm going to pick Evangelion. Um, well, yeah, you, just I think I, I need exactly to trick people too. into watching it. Just like, you know, <laughs> no, but that's just a good, that's a good rabbit one. hole. Yeah, that? no, that's a good, that's also a good one. I just like, I, mean, I love I think, it. I think oh, if I wanted to pick, uh, it's not for anime as a medium, but like the representation of Shonen, it would be Hunter Hunter. I do. Well, I do have it higher. Hunter Hunter has been an, a series that has grown on me in ways I didn't anticipate. Like the first time I finished Hunter Hunter, it was finals week in college. I don't know if you have this, but like I have the worst timing of getting attached to a show. So it's like finals week, senior year of college. So like, you know, how much does it matter? I blew off studying all my exams to watch Hunter Hunter. I just watched yeah. Hunter Hunter in a week, watched it with my friend. Like, yeah, fuck it. We're just watching Hunter <laughs> Hunter and not studying for finals. And I mean, that, that sounds like me because um, <laughs> I blew off, blew off uh, vividly remember uh, finals week we're supposed to be studying and I caught up to Inuyasha final act because oh, my nice. friend who barely watches anime, he had watched Inuyasha final act and he's like, you got to watch it, man. It's so good. I'm like, no, Inuyasha was okay. Yeah. So, no, no, no. Final act changes everything. And I'm like, okay. Ooh. And I, yeah. I started checking it out and I watched the whole thing and like I was blown away. And then our study session became like us bonding over final <laughs> act and we've never bonded awesome. like this over any anime and we're yeah. just like yo final act sashomaru bakusaiga and <laughs> whether this sounds like gibberish to you or not point is we just spent like the whole session studying uh, yeah just bonding over, over anime yeah, yeah so it was good i love um, that but yeah no, yeah i did that all the time no that <laughs> sounds go, awesome. go back to hunter hunter sorry yeah so i finished it the first time and like i finished it and i was like yeah like I think this is a 10 
because I really enjoyed it a lot. But like, I don't know, I have like, I have a few gripes with it. What here and there, I had a few gripes, but it was mostly really fun. Then I think like three months go by and I just keep thinking about Hunter Hunter. Like I keep going back to it. And then I eventually realized over time, like Killua is my favorite character of all time. Chimera Ant is my favorite arc of all time. And so then I held a rewatch on our anime where you watch like one episode of Hunter Hunter a day. And and then like a bunch of people comment on it, either rewatching it or having a first time experience. And so I'm rewatching it with them because I was like providing commentary, responding to people, but also posting like screenshot of the day to kind of like facilitate the discussion. Yeah. And I'm reading like at least like 50 comments about Hunter Hunter a day for half a year. Like it was like a big part of my life where I'm like invested in the series and others experience with it. And I think for some other series that would probably make me feel really burnt out. Like I'd be like, okay, I'm good now. Like I don't want to talk about this again, but I was just having so much fun seeing others reactions to it, positive or negative, having my own experiences with it again. And I've just like had consistently more fun with it. Every time I've watched it, I've seen Hunter Hunter beginning to end four times. So, wow. I've only yeah, seen so, it once, full run, I think. I think the completion. And like with the maybe revisiting a few arcs. Which like is understandable because it's 148 episodes. Yeah. So like it's yeah. a big commitment, but it never feels like 148 episodes. It always feels so effortless. And I think what after four times, you know, watching it so many times, I've come to realize that I think it is the perfect mix between the nostalgic childhood adventure feelings we got from series growing up. Yeah evolved into more mature content that we've come to appreciate from like HBO series, like things that tackle morally gray subject matter. Like it's just that effortless growth throughout the arcs. So you kind of get the best world, best of both worlds as an adult, because you're like, okay, the hunter's exam, this is fun. This kind of reminds me of like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh when I was a kid, I remember yeah. this feeling. Then you get into something like York new or the Chimera Antarch. And you're like, Oh, this is a bit more complicated. The characters have like, different struggles this is a bit different but it still is the same show and it still has the same characters and same emotions so it just feels like a natural coming of age story within the context of the series yeah it's totally something i did not expect at all from hunter hunter not even from the first few episodes not even from the picture you know once i dove in i was like what is this? This is so good, you know, and yeah. just the gradual evolution and the like how it gradually got darker or focused on a specific character's arc. But I have to say, like, I I am most attached to Nen from uh, Nen is Hunter a great Hunter. thing. It is so good on like yeah. a cerebral level. It's just so fascinating. Um, yeah, I do love Nen. I think other people love Nen more than me because I see one of the main things when they're like, okay, why is Hunter Hunter so good? They always turn to Nen and they're like, well, this power system is just like so much better than the other ones. And I respect it, but it's definitely not my connection to the series. Oh, yeah, I no, do no, like, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's my connection, no, but I, no, no, I'm yeah. just, I think it's like so valid is like another selling point for it. But I think a lot of people kind of think that the main reason people like Hunter Hunter over the other contemporaries in its field is because of Nen. And I'm like, no, respect Nen, but I got like a laundry list along the side of why I love it too. But yeah. I do think Nen is great. I think it's a really good power system. I think it, you know, represents the flexibility of the series a lot. Yeah. And we got some dope ass fights from it. So yeah, my my attachment to Hunter Hunter is the York New City arc, uh, which was phenomenal. Uh, Hisoka, uh, and what else? I, I, a few other arcs were really good. Um, are Chimera you definitely Antarch are you, felt very long, but it did have a lot of peak moments. Yeah. So yeah, Chimera Antarch the first time. 
I loved, but did feel bloated second time. I'm like, okay, there's a lot I didn't pick up on third and fourth time. You're like, yeah, let's go. We're already in, we're strapped in, we're ready to go. So I think, um, Chimera Antarch was always my favorite by like a very large margin. I think the Chimera Antarch is it's, why it's in my favorites. It's the most nuanced arc. I think it yeah. explores a lot. It covers a lot. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. um, it's it's like the culmination of all the other yeah. arcs. Um, That's what I say. And some people are like, oh, it just feels like a different series. I'm like, no, no. This is like the climax of the series. So well, because the, this if you think about it from each arc, the series was evolving. It was like changing, yeah. like it just yeah. kept like turning into something else mm -hmm. um, but with the same characters. Now, I think I think I do have to say, though, and it, it could be the case. Maybe you're similar to me. I feel like the more time you spend with an anime, the like rewatching it or yeah. analyzing whatever it does create a different experience or a different yeah. attachment you appreciate yeah. things that maybe you didn't notice on the first run or 100 110 that happens with uh i think that's most evident with uh gone's character i think the first time you watch the series you're like you feel a certain way about gone positive or negative the second time once you know what's going to happen with him you're able to pick up on so many small details where you're like yeah how did i miss that the first time you know it's a very it's a very different experience to rewatch it. And I'm not trying to blow smoke up anyone's ass because like everyone will probably be like, yeah, my favorite is better on rewatch. But Hunter Hunter really hits different on rewatch compared to a lot of other series. Yeah, I already have like so much I need to watch. And now you're like convincing me to watch Hunter <laughs> Hunter. That's just a time sink, man. Does that mean um, I should go to Gintama and why you should watch that? 300 yeah, something you know, episodes let's get of into that. that. That's, that's something I never even had interest in, in getting into <laughs> until I met you. So, Oh, thank you. So uh, speaking of the curse of the Mal top 10, I think everyone has seen the top 10 and they're like, why the fuck is Gintama here like 10 times in the top 10? They're like, I think everyone's seen that and they're like, the fuck is this? Like, what is this doing here? What is this show? Why does no one know how to explain it to me? What is this? Um, I think Gintama is easily the most flawed series on both of our three by threes. I don't even know World Trigger. I'm sure Gintama is more flawed than it. So doubt it, but let's let's go with that. Yeah. Um, so Gintama is I think what is the best way? Okay. I think the best way to describe it is like a mix between traditional show like shonen action series or samurai series. So I'll say like Roni Kenshin meets the Simpsons. <laughs> like a lot of it is just like, you know, um, referential sat satirical humor. And it's like this episodic series that like introduces the cast. And then it's just like episodic humor here and there. So it doesn't really show the full appeal of it. But then in the serious arcs, you get a lot of the same type of um, like emotional story beats you'll get from very serious, either samurai drama or, you know, shonen adventure series like not necessarily the same but it gets a lot more serious and you get into like it gets a lot deeper theme themes and you get more hype surrounding the characters and their circumstances um and it's a lot of like historical references as well like you have people who were actually you know the shinsengumi they're the police force at the time those were like real people you'll see them referenced in fate and like other anime series like i think there's some like Otome like anime where you can like date the Shinsengumi members, whatever. It's like yeah. they they were real people, but these are obviously more of like a humorous but still sometimes serious look at them. And uh, the way the series develops over time is, <sighs> yeah, I feel like I'm blowing smoke up everyone's ass whenever I talk about Gintama, which is fitting because that's just the series. So it starts out and you're like, okay, what is this episodic comedy? And then you start getting more and more attached to it. And by the time you hit either um. Benzikura, which is like 
the first serious, serious arc, it's around episode 50, you get to see that it is a big conflict between Gintoki, who's the main character, and one of his old friends and one of his old war buddies who is trying to take down the current government. So that becomes a large focus throughout the series. But in the meantime, you still get to see the everyday lifestyle of the characters, how they interact with each other. You know, sometimes they're just trolling each other and like messing with each other. But at their heart, it's a community and it's a story about how you can have broken families that reform and make their own like, you know, rebuilt family dynamics. So it's a very wholesome series at its whole underneath tons of dick jokes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, and I, I've heard that the wrong approach to go into Kintama with is to only go for the serious arcs because yeah. at its core, it keeps coming back. At its core, it's the comedy. At, the, at its core, it's about the character. So it keeps coming yeah. back to that dynamic. So yeah. you can't just be in it for, oh, when it gets serious. Exactly. Um, I think one of the ways I like thinking about it is it's kind of like take like a battle show, like a serious battle show in like, you know, very serious stuff. See what it's like on their off days. That's kind of how it is. You're seeing like characters in between, like going to the dentist, going to the movies, like antics that happen then. And then every time it breaks, it's like, okay, this is how they're like in serious circumstances. But then it kind of cuts back to normal. So eventually you come to appreciate the crazy antics that come with daily life. But, you know, the more serious it gets, the more you're like, oh, I kind of want to go back to those times when like everyone was just having fun. Gotcha. So you have to get really invested in the characters first. And then once you're yes. invested in that dynamic, then it's it makes it all the better. Um, this might be really reductionist to say, but is it like the pulp fiction of anime? That's an interesting comparison. I don't know. I would love to say that, but I Probably don't know. Not because like pulp fiction's like scenes are like focused though on something yeah. so they're, they're not, like, probably having an off moment. But a lot of them, though, do a lot of those scenes do seem mundane. So yeah. that's why I brought it up. I'm trying to think of a good comparison, but like, it's so tough because none really exist. It's really kind of like, it really is kind of like one episode, they'll be mocking each other. And then the next one you get like this really wholesome slice of life episode about like the main girl, Kagura, um, getting an umbrella and, you know, going around trying to be like this stylish girl and then feeling let down. And then Gintoki and Shinpachi who are like her new family coming and reassuring her. Like, you really don't know what you're going to get. I guess it's yeah. like, a, you know, so, life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, my God. Forrest Gump. <laughs> uh, someone in the comments said, Gintama built like South Park. Yeah, it is like South Park humor. Oh, with serious arcs. Yeah, that's why it's like, it's like South Park humor. And then you get, like, imagine if it goes like South Park humor. And then you get like a serious arc up from like, I don't know, like Naruto or something. But like, it's interesting how they go to that. And how they progress. I will say, I went into Gintama with the intention that I'm going to finish it no matter how I felt. I was curious and I wanted to know what happens. So I wasn't really like, when does it get good? Because I was like, I'm finishing it. I'm going to finish it. But it does get, it gets good for everyone at different points. There's no, there are a few consistent spots, but there's no like turning point. There's no Steins Gate episode 12 where it's like completely different. Yeah, yeah. So it's just the consistency of kind of what it is. Yeah, I do think, though, um, if any series is worth the payoff and feels completely different from the payoff, it's Gintama. I've never seen anything like Gintama payoff. I think the payoff is like peak storytelling in the medium. It's 
it's such a once in a lifetime experience and it makes everything that happens before then worth it. I did find this stuff before then worth it anyway, but in retrospect, it's all, it all works. So you thought this was a three by three showdown, but really this was us <laughs> recommending our favorites to yeah. you. That's what we're doing here. We're trying to get you to watch our favorites tonight. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like we, unless you want to keep talking about the other favorites, I mean, I feel like the people, like, I feel like monster is pretty self-explanatory. If you've watched yeah. monster, it's just really good. Unless it's, it's you know, go ahead. Um, yeah, I guess monster, everyone knows to watch monster. If they can watch, watch monster. I will give the Maru penguin drum shout out because that oh, yes, one, yes. that doesn't get a, enough love. I think, right? No, it's a bit, it's not totally obscure, but it's a bit more obscure compared to other series. It is to me, I don't know if you feel this. Sometimes I feel like a lot of the, um, I, I'm trying to think a lot of the snob shows, like the more elitist shows, like when they rely overly on symbolism, it can be a bit hard to digest. So, you know, you gotta like, you know, it, you can't recommend it to an average person, so to speak. Like yeah. if someone has a, if a series has like a unique way of telling its story or there's, it's very symbolic heavy, you kind of got to be like, Hey, like, it's not really straightforward. You got to give them warnings. I think Morrow Penguin Drum is the perfect mix between symbolic storytelling and straight um straightforward mystery so i think it's a really good experience especially for people who might not want to just jump headfirst into serial experiments lane or they don't want to just jump right into the deep end of something that you it's know like it's like dense. symbolism starter pack symbolism light that's yeah i kind of feel like that and i think we should it's like a, do like like that like uh recommendations of what yeah. to start if you want to get it more into yeah. anime symbolism like start here yeah build up to, here. to lane yeah, exactly. And I think it's a really compelling story and mystery at its core about family and family, fate, you know, how society copes with loss. And I think it's really fun, but also emotional and thrilling series. So yeah. I think it's very well executed. I have not watched it. Uh, full disclosure, the only recommendation or anything I've heard about it is I was checking out Zarazanmai and then I heard, oh, mm -hmm. Penguin Drum just does everything better. And like it does that, but better, or it explores this. Sorry, it explores the same stuff, sort of, but does it better? Um, um, I think Ikuhara, I've been, I've seen all the main Ikuhara works so Utena, Penguin Drum, Yuri Kuma, and then Sarazanmai. And I think out of the four, three of those really deal with um gender identity and sexuality, as well as like society overall. Penguin Drum is the one that does incorporate gender identity, but is not solely fo focused on it. It's a lot more focused on family, uh, pileo responsibility, and just um, the idea of fate versus, you know, you know, fate versus making your own way in life. So it's very different from the rest of his work. But I do think it's, if you enjoy the other ones, you will enjoy this one too. I don't think it's too similar to Sarazanmai, but if you enjoyed a lot of the like symbolic visual flair of Sarazanma, you'll definitely enjoy that in Penguin Drum. Okay, got it. Yeah. Well, it's it's somewhere on my plan to watch, I guess. I have to check it out. Mm -hmm. I have to I have to cover all the snob anime. I need to know. <laughs> yeah. I need to just know. We have to we it's not on the pre, um pretentious weeb starter pack, you know, the meme of that. It's yeah. not on there, but um it should be. I mean, like part of sometimes why I check out anime, and I don't know if this is similar for you, sometimes I just kind of wanna understand like yeah. That's Sometimes how I I'll just watch a yeah. bunch of stuff to just understand what's the hype around it. And I guess maybe it's just a human thing. It's just kind of like curiosity. Yeah. Like I just kind of want to go through all the must watches to kind of really understand what's the hype. Like, why is it so popular? 
-hmm. that's kind of just like, why is this considered a masterpiece? So yeah, like I still have to get on that. Um, sorry, uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. So. Me too. I still have to finish it. I started yeah. it, but I didn't finish it. I'm sure that's wonderful. I like it from what I've seen so far. But oh, I also want to call out um Daya, Daya's comment in the chat. Uh, really uh, here, uh, it says. I think the comedy of Gintama comes from how its humor builds upon itself. I didn't think it was funny at first, but did later on because part of the humor comes from knowing the characters. Yeah, I don't think so. the humor towards, for me, I didn't find the humor surrounding like referencing other series as funny as I found the humor based on the characters interacting. Like one of the things that stood out was, uh, I this is my joke, this sounds bad. I always say uh, Gintama is a love story between... Uh, masochists and sadists and how they interact but there are wow. so many characters who are like their thing is being a sadist or being a masochist and you see them in separate parts and then there's like one episode where they like come together and like you have the main sadist and the main masochist like bonding over something and you're like this is like the funniest yeah you know that, the funniest interaction we've been we didn't know we needed but here we have that's such an interesting pitch <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, it's either turning people away or turning people towards it i'm not sure which we'll find out yeah I, yeah uh, or turning people on <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> In a weird that's way. It. exactly um so i think did you want to like talk about any of your other favorites that you didn't get to talk about or um, I think I covered most of them. Uh, also, I guess the only one I didn't mention too much, uh, watch Ping Pong the Animation 2. Oh, I, that has been on my list forever, and I've never okay. gotten around to it. Another 11-episode another one. Okay, I got to so, get to it. Um, so another representation of the snob. It's part of the four S's, snob and sports. So I got two of those in one in one box. Yeah. It's like it's like blend S bingo. So I got two in one with that. Um, Ping Pong is interesting because it is the shortest series here but i think it does a lot more than other series in general just in 11 episodes it's a like wonderful experience and um have you seen any yuasa anime uh devil man cry baby okay and i think that's it okay I, yeah I think yuasa it. is another great director i think his two best are tatami galaxy and penguin drop no that's, that's Ikuhara. Ik oh, yeah ping pong and tatami galaxy definitely the two best yuasa anime to me you watch both of those, I think you got him covered. You okay. can watch the rest. You can. Like it, he has I've seen an episode of Azoken, but that was kind of about Azoken is great too. I just think peak, Ping Pong Peak Yuasa is Ping peak Pong Yuasa. and um the other one you said. Uh, yeah, Ping Pong Galaxy. Yeah, Ping Pong, especially if you like sports anime and it's not like you don't need convincing to watch a sports anime. I think Ping Pong is like a great uh it uses a lot of great symbolism, but it's also straightforward. The characters are all good, you know. You got all your bases covered and it's very creative, but it also has a top three OST in the, in the league for me. Fantastic soundtrack. Um, okay. Ken, what's his name? Kenshi Uno? Ken? Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. The guy name. who did. Okay. Uh, I feel bad. He's like my favorite and I feel such an asshole. So he does the soundtrack. He also did a silent voice, Liz and the Bluebird, Devilman Crybaby. Um, he's done so many great soundtracks and this was the first i heard from him and the sound design is like specifically perfect for how it like plays into the story like one of the tracks he has the percussion instrument is ping pong balls being hit back and forth like wow like That's so a, cool. so like tailored like really to tailored. the experience it's like next level so oh. i mean i really love soundtracks and if the soundtrack is like next level it'll probably be a favorite i'm like a um 
the opposite of a soundtrack snob. I'm like a soundtrack <laughs> noob. Like I don't really know <laughs> enough about soundtracks. I've I've come to appreciate more soundtracks now as I've been making videos and I need like good music and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I see how that that creates that effect. That's great. I'm uh, like I'm it's like Kensuke, a, Kensuke Ushio. Kensuke Ushio. Says. I'm an asshole. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. I love you. Thank you, Dia. My goat. Um, yeah, so I like I'm kind of backwards. Um, I like songs more if they have a good music video and I like anime more if they have a good soundtrack even though one is like an audio medium and the other is like a visual medium so I'm a backwards person if a show has a really good soundtrack but like less than stellar animation I'll probably like it yeah 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 so I'm backwards I have no I have friends like that too that like they'll just get hooked on a show or will forgive it like just for the soundtrack or will just remember it a lot for the soundtrack. They put a lot of weight yeah. to the soundtrack. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, it had this soundtrack, huh? Okay. Yeah. I'm Some like, people are like, a lot of people are like that though, where like they won't remember the soundtrack. And I think that makes sense if it's like an average soundtrack. Like, I think that's fair. The only soundtrack, well, a few, I have a few now, but like the only soundtrack that's like burned into my head is Darling the Franks because when I was doing Darling the Franks videos, I was, <laughs> I was using all the songs and I was like listening to them. So when it plays, I'm like, it's just burned into my head. And also um, Cry Baby, Devilman Cry Baby too. Oh like, yeah, but that one is like a stellar soundtrack because that was like a specific no, time period and like. No, but it's only because I used it in a video and I was like oh, going sense. through the whole soundtrack. So now I'll watch a Giguk video and I'm like, oh, he's playing the, he's de playing he's the Double Man Cry Baby track. Oh, Ava, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, because I've like spent like specific time with it. Got that wow. one stuck in my head. Like, da, 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 oh yeah, that's a good one. I love that one. Da, 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 da. So yeah. I think, I think we've, we've, we've covered the three by three. We've given our reasons. Are we still we doing did. like a, a final poll showdown or is this it? Should we, we do it? I feel it? like we should. I think we could. I think we need to give a more even playing field for people to vote on favorites. Imagine like we, we vote again and it's like now 5% to 95%. <laughs> no, don't, yeah, it's like, don't do that. Yeah, it's like, please don't do My that. My fiance is like, I didn't vote for you this time. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, you didn't remember the soundtrack. No. Um, yeah, we can if you want. I have the straw poll. I can include it in chat. Or I can also um, put it in the description. Either works. Um, I mean, yeah. we could we could always do it uh, in the post show, and then you know, if if we mm -hmm. need to give if the results are actually good, we can we can give an update yeah. on the on the next one for the uh, yeah. the audio listeners. Yeah, I just put it in chat. We'll see if we will see. I'll put it in the description too. But yeah, I hope it's more balanced because I think your favorites are wonderful. A lot of them are on my extended favorites. I think. I've had or your manga favorites or they're on my manga favorites. I've had positive experiences with all of them that I've seen, you know, even like even ones that wouldn't make my favorites. I still think they're really good. And I think people should watch them all. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I like the again, I think everything is pretty like uh, pretty known favorites that I have. The only one, again, that's a, a toss up is well, the only one that's not as well known is World Trigger, obviously. And yeah. then the only, the only other one that it was my downfall is your name because of its controversial status. But which is so good. weird when you think about it, even though I am like I'm the you know, it always gets brought up with the silent voice, which I think is I think it's a very tired talking point, which is better. They're both good in their own ways. Yeah. Even though I'm not as attached to your name as the average person, I have a lot of respect for it and respect for people who love it, respect like, for its accomplishments and what it's done for the industry. No, yeah, definitely. I feel like Evangelion is like the the 
the overrated, like, but representative of snobs kind of overrated. <laughs> and then uh, your name is overrated, but representative of normies. Like, <laughs> of, like people you that oh, they, they haven't watched enough anime. That's why they think it's good. Yeah. And so. it's, I think if anything, both of our tastes um, represent that you can have, you can watch a lot of series and still come back to the classic entry-level favorites if they mean a lot to you. And I think that's important for people to remember, not just to give ourselves pats on the back, but because I know that there are a lot of like kids and teenagers who get into the medium. And I think they're like, they're kind of beat up for how they feel about stuff. And I don't like that because as weebs, we're already kind of like, you know, we're not super, we're not used to acceptance, you know, except for you, you're rolling up to school showing everyone Evangelion, but like, you know, But, like, we're not used to, like, kind of acceptance. So I think we should be more accepting of people's favorites in general and the reasons that they have them as favorites, no matter how many anime they've seen, no matter how many better anime are out there. Like, if they mean a lot to you, that has inherent value and everyone should respect that. And you should respect that about yourself. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's also just interesting, like, you know, trying to figure out why uh, something is someone's favorite and they can articulate Mm -hmm. it like to you and tell you like why, like just, it's just interesting hearing uh, the other perspective as to why they like it or why it resonated with them. And you can, you kind of compare like why that didn't resonate with you and why that resonated with them. And sometimes kind of getting into a show you normally wouldn't be into, at least in my experience, is like serves as such a good like either conversation starter or just such a good bonding experience like there could be someone that's totally unlike you like you don't know anything like you probably don't think you'll ever kind of get them as a person or kind of have anything to talk about with them but then you just get them on one show all it takes is one show that they really like and that you kind of you know moderately got into and that's all it takes and then you have this i don't know it it, um it just creates like bonding experience Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I think it's so cool that that's like also like a um, a utility of three by threes. Like you could say this is a show, someone recognizes it and you get a conversation that you might not have had otherwise. Yeah. So I think with that, we've kind of talked about everything. This was the showdown. We unfortunately don't have the results. I don't know when we'll have those, but we're not going to make everyone wait for them. Yeah. Um, And uh I mean, we, we talked about it. We talked about scores. I think, you know, I going forward, I, I, I have at least I'm relieved that I know how many anime I've watched. Uh, yeah. Um, and I know how many more I have left uh, that I haven't watched. So I think it should be interesting to kind of explore those. And who knows? Maybe my favorites might change, might not. But it's good to know, like, have a, a visual representation of it. Uh, I never thought I would go and make a mosaic, but here I am. I I have one now so hopefully this is the not the beginning of the end hopefully you'll feel compelled to make more and i'll get you on another anime related addiction like trading cards yeah no 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 (laughs) no uh yeah and if you want to uh you know if you do want to stretch your uh amazing mosaic skills and uh make a better mosaic for me i'd be honest (laughs) i I am that's the one I'll, i'll wrap on my mouth just Throw it up there. I, w- I am down, but I do appreciate how it's like, I don't want to make this, you make that. And I'm still down for it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. I guess we could say, since this is a three by three episode, um, in response to anyone who's still listening, feel free to send us your three by threes, either on Twitter or like, yeah, I guess on Twitter, that's the only way you can reach us. But like, send yeah. us your three by threes if you really like them. And uh, yeah, we'll check them out and say nice things because I doubt 
unless you're saying like this is the worst anime and then you put a combination of all of our favorites then we will shit on you but other than that <laughs> everything but positive full thoughts. disclosure then we will shit on you uh yes, i will shit I stand on by you. that uh yeah so um you know i think yeah i think this is a good uh we're gonna end it off here uh we're still gonna have the post show so for those of you still sticking around you know you want to ask any questions or just kind of chat we'll be here for like a little bit afterward um and besides that um so this was good. If you haven't tried doing a three by three, I'd suggest again, trying out one yourself. And it's cool because if you've never made a list of your favorites, it's kind of interesting to kind of figure out what your taste is and more or less what have a gauge of what you'll be into or what you usually resonate with. Um, but besides that, um, if you, are, you aren't already subscribed to the channel, please subscribe to the channel, comment, let us know what you thought of the episode, like it. That's also another way of letting us know that you enjoyed it. And um, if you need any updates, kind of what's going on with the podcast, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we also have now, and I think we mentioned this earlier, it's just been a while, uh, we have a highlights channel. So if you're not following that, you know, uh, we, we, uh, we'll cut up the segments if this was too long for you. But if you were here for this whole thing, you, you probably have no reason to watch it. You're no but, G. Um, if you want to hear the Evangelion story again, you can bet that's making the highlights channel. Yeah, if you want to see like maybe some pictures added to that to kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> maybe I maybe uh, the make it bring it to life there for you. It might be in the highlights, depending on how we do that. But go um, back to oh, your high school and take a picture. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could actually do that. Um, that would be so funny. That'd be oh pretty my God. funny. Uh, but you could either follow the highlights channel, subscribe, or we also post them up on the Twitter. So if you follow the Twitter, you're you're covered. And then besides that, as we mentioned earlier, we also have an audio version. We're on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. If you want to listen to the podcast. And I think that about covers it. Um, those are our favorites. And if you disagree or if you like anything else, at the end of the day, what do we know? We're just weebs. You've been listening to the Just Weebs podcast, a weekly live stream hosted on YouTube on the Just Weebs channel. Due to the live stream format, this has been edited down to keep it relevant for an audio-only experience. If you'd like to catch one of our shows live, our regular stream time is Saturdays at 2 p.m. EST, or you can just follow us on Twitter at Just Weebs Pod for any updates. Thank you for tuning in.